Hello, hello, everyone's back for another episode of It's Tempting Pod with Katie and Erin. Guys, hey. we are feeling sassy today. <laughs> I love and that you said it first. <laughs> we're so excited. Like we're, I mean, first of all, can I just say, I love the amount of support we got from the past two episodes, part one and part two, 30 second because, or 30 seconds because it was a little emotional yes. for both of us, yes. really. And it's just so nice to know that people, one, can relate, but also, you know, appreciate us opening up. Yeah. And it's just funny because this episode, I feel like, is going to be a little more... There ain't going to be any tears in this one. It's going to be cutthroat. It's going to be cutthroat. <laughs> we're, we're popping off. Okay. Yeah. We're both sassy and we're ready to go. Literally, I don't know. Something about like certain people, this episode annoyed me. Annoyed me too. Irked is the word. A lot of people irked the shit out of me in this episode. For real. For real. And like, I feel like, well, one, I'm very curious to see if we're thinking of the same people because everyone says, you know, we disagree with one another and, you know, there's never any debate and I'm like we go into this not knowing what one another like has yeah. to say we don't see each other's notes nope. and it's just weird that we literally are one of the same like we can't <laughs> help it sorry right? we have the same opinions <laughs> I know fun fact you guys I don't know if you just so you guys know kind of like what our process is do you guys know we really are like doing our own shit on our own and then we come together and it's very organic and there's mm-hmm. no script we obviously live on opposite coasts. Mm-hmm. We watch the episodes by ourselves on our own time. We take our own individual notes. Yeah. We never share those notes with each other. Mm-hmm. We actually never t- text about the episodes. Sometimes like last week, I was like, I let her know that it fucked me up a little bit. Like I'll let her know if anything like that is going on and vice versa. But we never go into detail. We never talk about our opinions because we want it to be like real and organic mm-hmm. on the pod. Yeah. So no scripts and we just sometimes end up agreeing with each other and sometimes we disagree. But yeah. I actually feel like for the most part, we have different opinions. I and think like, so too. Like going into this episode, I have actually quite a few things to say about some of your castmates who you're friendly <laughs> with. And it's not even bad. It's just like I sometimes don't agree with what they're saying or what yeah. they're saying confuses me. And I'm like, I need you to elaborate because – I'm in a yeah. sassy mood and I'm like, you know, maybe. no, I'm, I'm here for it. And I will say I was looking at like some of our um, reviews on Apple podcasts and mm-hmm. someone did have a really long, great review, but they did say that they feel like I'm taking it too easy on Katie because we're friends. Hmm. And I'm going to say a few things. So first off, I think it's a pretty well-known fact that the fab four, and I even addressed it a little bit. We are not it's not you the same. You are no longer fab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, you are, bitch, but before, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's not a thing anymore. Um, I personally, I'm only speaking for myself. I personally have no issue with anyone. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I'm Switzerland over here. I can't speak the same for other people. I think maybe mm-hmm. other people may have an issue with me, but I don't have an issue with anyone. <laughs> Nicole is one of my absolute best friends. I talk to her almost every single day. We have like yeah. group texts. We have DMs. I mean, Nicole, ride or die. Yeah. Katie, we're cool. Like we're not besties. 
we're mm. not like texting, but like we're cool, we're cordial, things are fine. Yeah. So have I been a little bit easy on her? Yes, I will say maybe I've been a little bit easy, but I think the reason why too is because when I'm watching her in this season, she does seem very um, remorseful for her actions and yeah. it's different than Evan. But I'm going to try to be a little bit more honest this episode because I didn't like some things that were going on. Yeah. And yeah, so that's my take on the whole Katie thing. And then one more thing I wanted to say about how Aaron started talking this episode about how everyone though just the support that we've gotten for the last two episodes because they the last it was emotional like it definitely mm-hmm. got pretty real and deep and I was very scared you guys to put that out there yeah. not because I care about like me crying and like people hearing it like I don't give a fuck about that at all whatsoever I just was very scared that people would hear it and be like oh my god like she still wants Evan like you know what I mean I it's know. like it that is like so not <laughs> what those tears were about so I was scared but no it's actually been the exact opposite everybody has been like so um they found it very relatable it like opened a lot of people's eyes to that there's different aspects that you need to grieve when like a relationship yeah, ends different stages of grief for sure yeah and even when you're in an abusive relationship you still need to grieve like the friendship and the good parts of that person because one mm-hmm. thing about being in an abusive relationship or in a toxic relationship and i think people always ask like why did it take you so long to leave or why did you stay in an mm-hmm. abusive or a toxic relationship, like the highs are so fucking high. Oh my god! Okay, yes. so that's the, the thing. It's like the lows yes. are the lowest of the low, but the highs are the highest of the high. Yeah. So no, it's it, like it, the it's... good is so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like that's what people need to remember. Yeah. When it's good, it's great. But when it's bad, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> bad. And yeah, it's hard because you try to convince yourself that once it's good again, it's going to stay that way and that it will never be, this will never happen again. It'll never get that bad again. But nine out of 10 times it does happen again and it happens worse. And that's what's very scary about being in abusive relationships because they come back nicer than ever, you know, having all these different promises, the crying, the begging, the I'll never do it again. And it's, you want to believe it because you love that person. Yeah. It's not like when you're in a relationship like that, you just like stop loving someone. You can't just flip no. a switch and be yeah. like, oh, well, I'm over this person because they treat me poorly. It's a cycle and it's very hard to break. But again, unfortunately, it just gets worse and worse. And then sometimes yeah. you can't get out. And that's the scariest part is, yeah. you know, it's, it's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a vicious cycle. And that's why it's so hard to get out because it's like, it's almost like a drug because you're going from such like intense emotions from lows, lows and like high highs. And it's just like you're addicted to like just the chaos. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys, I'm just like, I love you all. You guys really received that episode like so well. The amount of support has been like very yeah. overwhelming. And yeah, I'm just glad that we posted it. And I have no regrets, but today we're getting feisty. <laughs> we're back to we're back to fucking shit up. <laughs> so, so let's um anything else that we need to say before we dive into this? No, no. I mean, I'm ready <laughs> no. to go. I got my notes up. I'm feeling okay. good. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So, episode eight. 
Um, it starts out, it, it picks right back up where Evan's mm-hmm. having his little meltdown. And yep. Morgan comes in his room, sits on the bed, and she asks him what's going on. He's not really crying anymore, but he says, I just got a clip from Casey, and it's painful as fuck. Yeah. And then he's in his confessional, and he says some outlandish Dude, his, things <laughs> his quotes this episode Are, had me honestly fucking rolling on the ground laughing because Dude. like some of the things he said i literally was like no one feels bad for you like no you are not the victim stop trying to make it seem like you were this great boyfriend and that you feel so so much pain yep. and you know Casey made me feel this way. Like, honestly, I was like, dude, these quotes, like, I can't. Because I can't. And I will say, last episode, actually, the last couple episodes, we both were kind of like, is this kid genuine? I can't tell. He honestly almost had me fooled. Yeah. I mean, nope. me especially. You That's- dated him, so me especially. <laughs> but, like, this I episode, I was like, no. I don't like you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's where I'm at is like that people can finally see like what I dealt with for so many mm-hmm. years. We go from him having this like very genuine breakdown where we like feel bad for him. And I'm like in tears. Okay. Yeah. Even talking about it because he's in so much pain. And then we go into this episode where he like completely tries to yeah. victimize himself, doesn't hold himself accountable. And it's just mm-hmm. like all my fault. And he's just yeah. a piece of shit again. So it's like, this is the shit that I dealt with, you guys. Yeah. This is what pisses me off the most, honestly, about this episode and his quotes. Um, And I'm going to try to, like, not ramble and, like, stumble over my words because we all know how I get. But he says something like, you know, I've had this problem hurting people I love most. Like, in my past, I make a conscious decision to screw up and I hurt people. When he says that or when anyone says things like that, Mm-hmm. They make it hard for genuine people like myself, I will say, who actually have struggled from traumas as well, realized they can do similar and then made a conscious effort to change. Yeah. He, someone like Evan, when he says things like that, especially on a platform that he has, you're making it hard for other people to believe that people can change. Yeah. And I got really frustrated watching this because. On my season, and anyone listening knows this, I went in being like, I push people that I love away because Mm -hmm. of things that have happened in the past, like losing my best friend, other things that have happened, relationships that were very toxic and, you know, sometimes scary. And when I left that island, I made the decision to work on myself. And I did. So it's like, You, Evan, or anyone like that, you make it very difficult for us who are really trying to become better people. You're making it hard for others to see the good in us or believe that we can change. And that really pissed me off too. Yeah. You're over here, you know, I push ones I love away because of things that I've had in the past. And like, I need to, I know that I'm doing it. Okay. Then you need to change. Yeah. Like, and then when you left the island, you actually continued to do it. So it's like you went and you cried and you realized, you know, all these things that you do to Casey or to the people you love. But then when you left the island, you went and you did the same thing to Morgan and I'm sure many other girls. Yeah. That's not fair because there are that rare, those rare, you know, 
cases where people do want to better themselves. And, you know, I don't really like to talk about myself in that way, but I'm one of those people. And I was really fucking offended by some of the stuff he was saying. So I was like, damn, dude, you're, you're making it tough for people to see the good in the ones that are trying. Yeah. No, he's so embarrassing. Like he should like, honestly, if he's not still humiliated to this day, he needs to go get humiliated because this is like, this is too much, man. He really, and this is what I think happens. Honestly, I think he saw my video message. I think he had a genuine breakdown and a realization that he fucked up beyond belief and that nothing was going to fix this. And then at that point he was like, okay, now I have to become the victim and make her the bad guy to save this because I need to come out on top. He, yeah. he was like, I got to save myself because I'm in too deep. So then he was like, okay, just, switch the game, switch up the game. Yeah, Casey's the bad like, guy. Light switch literally went from like, I low-key also, sorry guys, I just went on a rant about that and repeated myself like 75 times, but <laughs> this is what happens when I'm She's sassy. Heated. When I'm sassy. Um, shoot, what was I about to say? I said, um... That I think that there was like a light switch in him and yeah. where he needed to victimize himself yes. and make me the and bad I'm guy. just like, what, what changed? Because like he went from me being like, damn, like I actually kind of feel bad for him because he's stuck in a situation he didn't mean to get himself stuck in. He's in too deep to now being like, you know what? Like, no, you dug your own grave. And now I just don't like when people play the victim. He, like, it's damage control. It's yeah. damage control. He saw my clip and he realized it finally hit him that this is going to be on TV for millions of people to see and he's mm-hmm. going to be the bad guy and he's going to look like a monster and a scumbag and he's like, how do I save this? How do I come out Prince Charming? Yeah. Wow. 100%. That's what happened. That's crazy. So yeah, you kind of already said some of the crazy batshit insane stuff he says, but he admits that he has a problem with hurting the people he loves the most. And then he says, in my past, I've decided to go wrong. And that's the thing. It's a conscious decision Uh to screw up, but not only screw up, but also to hurt someone else. I wrote, whoa, in all caps. Like, that's a crazy thing to admit on national television. Yeah. And then he says, I've lived a blessed and cursed life, which honestly kind of facts. I, I see what he means by that. Yeah. Evan is crying to Morgan on the balcony about how he knows what he needs to do, but he doesn't want to be a monster. And then Morgan is scared because she has, quote, no control over the situation, which I thought was a little manipulative coming out. She keeps tripping over her words in the confessional and admits Evan could change his mind at the last second and not choose her. And she doesn't know what's in store fully. Yeah. And then Morgan just reminds him that no one no one expected this to happen and he reminds her that nothing has changed and she gives him kisses while he's upset. And yeah. he talks about all that. Honestly, like the one thing I noticed is when they were at the very end like hugging. Mm-hmm. His face, he just looks so drained. Yeah. And like when I watched that scene, I was like maybe he's finally processing like, what the fuck happened? Like, what yeah. went down and the situation he's in? Like, it just seemed like he was in a state of, like, what did I do? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I'm in too deep. But that's so on brands for but him. He looked like almost regretful. Like, I don't – you know, that's just what it looked like. Just, like, like emotionally like drained. like, regretting it. It was awkward almost, that little, like – Yeah. 
I talk about it a lot in this episode about how he's impulsive and we'll get into it more later, but that's like so on brand of him to just like make decisions in without even thinking. And then like a little bit later, like once it sinks in, he's like, oh, fuck, what did I do? He literally that's he's done that his whole life. So that's just like very on brand of him, honestly. Okay, so now we're at the mountain villa. Uh Nicole is telling me and Shari about her clip, her video message that she got from Carl and kind of how she's upset about how he said to dive into the experience and how he's disappointed in her. And Shari's eye roll. (laughs) Multiple times. Was so good. I was like, yes, like cue the eye roll. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was like she seemed so unamused, like so unamused. Um, but yeah, remember last episode how I said that him telling Nicole to dive into the experience, like really pissed her off. They finally like touched on it this episode. Mm. Nicole admits she's the one who didn't want to come here, but it might be a good thing because she's noticing how he set standards and expectations for her that she can't really reach because she doesn't even understand them. I was like, yes, bitch. Yes. Yes. And that's so messed up too. Like beyond messed up I could understand if you and your partner want to like grow together and like have these goals that you want to reach but to like have expectations for someone else standards for your significant other first off you should be dating like you should have your set standards and that person should already like have those when you start dating them I feel like you shouldn't like start dating someone and then like give them a set of rules like that's weird as fuck dude (laughs) like I I agree and like I don't know if this sounds shallow or not, but I'm being realistic. Like if you're don't be with someone who, you know, is not going to meet your standards or expectations. Yeah. Like it's like you're setting them up to fail and also your relationship. Like that's yeah. where I'm, you know, you can't do that. Like if, if there's obtainable goals that the two of you can reach together, or if someone is telling you about, you know, something that they're going to do for themselves and your relationship and they put it in your mind that they're going to do that, then that's one thing. But if for you to have these like subconscious expectations and standards for someone that you know, deep down, they're not going to reach or that they don't even know about, you shouldn't be with them. Yeah. And I'm just going to be the asshole right now. If anyone should be setting standards or expectations for anyone, it should be Nicole setting that shit for him yeah period absolutely (laughs) like not the other way around so he needs to chill out a little bit Mm -hmm. she says coming here made me realize that you have to compromise in a relationship but you have to know when you're compromising too much yes all caps in my name she is just literally spitting facts Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i love this for her yep nicole's kind of getting emotional and hearing her talk about her message i admit that I wish I had one too. Yes. And then in my confessional, I say, Nicole and Shari are talking about preparing for the worst. And I just can't really wrap my head around what's happening here. This is not how I thought things would go. And I'm just not ready to think about that right now. I think like, as in think preparing for the worst, I guess. Right. And also side note, I want to like say something. I feel, I don't want me and Aaron to be too easy on me. Like Aaron, if you ever think I'm acting like crazy or ridiculous, mm-hmm. like please say so. No, absolutely. I mean, I <laughs> okay. have questions. I actually have questions coming up soon where I'm like, okay, I didn't understand some yeah. of the things you were saying. And I, I think I have like Dude, another one. I don't understand. It too. <laughs> but it's just like, 
I don't understand the shit I'm saying. I think that, like, what people don't realize, though, is that when you've done the experience, it's not like we're being, like, we're treading lightly or we're intentionally being hard on others, what, like, other yeah. people, whatever. It's more just, like, we know what the experience was like and what we've gone through and how yeah. it is crazy. So it's, like, other unless you've done the experience other people aren't gonna really see where you're coming from but it's like some of the things that you said where no one else i'm sure can understand i'm like i've been in her shoes i've been behind that (laughs) yeah you're like i know what it's like (laughs) this is the worst thing i will not survive i'm gonna fucking die on this island like i've had (laughs) that experience so it's not like i'm it's not like i'm going easy on you it's just like I actually know what you're talking about and I feel yeah, yeah. bad because I went through it too and I got a lot of heat for it as well because you just don't know until you're on that mm-hmm. island like yeah. I'm sorry you it's really an ex- don't. Yeah, it's an experience that a lot of people just they'll you'll never fully get it unless you are picked as a couple to be on Temptation Island and then you'll yeah. understand it. It's an experience that a very tiny percentage actually understands. Yeah. All right, well I'll just go right ahead and ask this then. This is starting yeah. off lightly. So okay. you say to Shari that Evan's in panic mode because he took things too far and that he's impulsive. And if you ever want to quote, like I'm summarizing like what Yeah, yeah, happened. no, you're good. You you're on the same can, note as me. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, do you think that's true? Like in the moment, did you think that, like truthfully, that he was mm-hmm. just in panic mode and he was acting impulsively? Or did you in your gut know that he was falling for someone else, but you like didn't want to admit it to yourself? I, it is very difficult for me to try to explain how I was feeling back then. I was thinking about this all day today, preparing for this recording session. Cause I'm like, how do I explain where my mind was at? So I want to say like the majority of me, like 80% of me Mm -hmm. was like, I know Evan more than anyone in this world. And I know for a fact that if the producers are putting the same kind of pressure on him that they're putting on me and mm-hmm. using the same type of manipulation tactics. And he's drinking all day. He got caught up in some shit and he's in too deep and he doesn't know what to do. So he's yeah. continuing down that path. Cause he knows he fucked up shit too bad for me to ever be okay with him again. So yeah. that was 80% of me really believed that, that it was like, he's in panic mode. He was impulsive. Shit got out of control. <laughs> producers are, wanting him to be with this girl they want him to be the villain he's too stupid to realize that he's being yeah. manipulated so that's where I was at 80% of me truly believe that the other 10% of me which you're gonna see that come out at the end where I start telling the truth about him mm-hmm. that little 10% was at the bottom of my gut and I'm like okay Casey like you've known for years like you've had yeah. a hunch you've been googling things like it's start it's finally coming out yeah So yeah, there was that 10% that was down in the pit of my gut that I was still trying to ignore. And I think I was so terrified to admit to myself that I have been with someone who is most likely a narcissist, okay, for so many years. And I'm like Mm -hmm. a fucking episode out of Dateline right now. I'm so scared to admit that to myself. So I keep like, I'm in denial and I keep blaming myself because I don't want to admit that I'm with someone with a personality disorder and again not a doctor not diagnosing but from my experience and my truth that is what I believe 
Right. I mean, he definitely seems very impulsive. Like anyone so, watching can see that. Yeah. I just yeah. think more than anything, though, he's so easily manipulated. So like, easily I think, manipulated. I honestly feel like out of the entire cast, and I know we like make fun of the word weak every every week. We make fun of yeah. the word weak because they're all saying it. I feel like he's the weakest. And because he just seems like he's so easily persuaded and doesn't so think about easy. the repercussions. It's kind of like someone he's a follower it seems like and no that was like honestly Aaron that that was one of the saddest things to me like after the show when me and him like met up for those two days and we talked about everything he was truly like convinced in his heart and soul that like he was gonna come out this like hero of the show happily ever ever after like that production loved him and like he really believed that and I'm like in my mind I'm like dude like Evan like Every single person in the crew think you're yeah, you're off your fucking walker. You they think you're nuts. And <laughs> yes. you fucking took the bait. You took like, the you bait. You took the bait and you gave them a show. Everything and more that they wanted. Like you made their entire show because oh you ate up all their bullshit. Like Oh my god. Literally, I'm just like Evan, like you sound so ridiculous right now. They all think you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, every single one of them think you're nuts. They would get you pizza and they would get you your pre-workout and they would tell you you're amazing and you're gonna be a star and you did everything that they wanted you to do. Oh my god. <laughs> like so embarrassing. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So that's where I was at with that. I 80% of me believed or 90% of me believed that panic mode took things too far impulsive 10 yeah. percent was like oh fuck everything i've been googling the last year <laughs> is correct oh okay my gosh. so then at the end of that um little conversation i tell her that i would be done if he had sex with someone and how that's just unimaginable and how i really don't think he would do that and that's crazy and you can tell by my face like i'm genuinely shocked by that kind of behavior or like that yeah. he could do something like that and shari 1000% based on her expression she believes he would 100% do that you could tell and that's what i want to ask you too it's like come on you, didn't you know he already had sex i know i knew that they were like under the covers but i wasn't like a i didn't know 100% sure that they had sex but like did you just not again i'm did you just not want to believe it or did you really not know? I really didn't know. Like, I think, I think I like, it was half and half. It's like mm -hmm. half of me was like, okay, like I saw them underneath the covers when I opened my eyes for a second, but it's like, at the same time, it's like Tyler and Nicole, like they're under the covers yeah. and I know that they're not having sex. I get that. But then I just, I was thinking with like my own morals, I guess, and like who I am. And I'm like, for me, having sex on national yeah. television with someone you just met is fucking insane to me. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, your parents are going to see that. Everyone yeah. you work with professionally, like, that's so, like, over yeah. the top to me. So I'm just thinking that's why I'm making that face because it's, like, that's unimaginable for yeah. me to even admit that someone I was with could partake in that kind mm -hmm. of lewd behavior. Right. And I feel like he lied to you for so long and was, like, good at it that yeah. – it probably was like unbelievable for yeah. you to like, you know, think that anyone could do that to you. Um, I think I was just really struggling with my own just like common sense and morals and like rational mind and like 
what was actually happening. Like it was like the two things were just, they were not connecting because I just couldn't understand like this type of betrayal. You know what I mean? At this level. Like I just, I could not wrap my mind around it. Yeah. And I keep saying that throughout this episode. I just, I, I keep saying like, I can't wrap my mind around what's happening because I couldn't, I just wasn't understanding it. Yeah. Fuck. So now back to the beach villa. John is in bed with Brittany. LOL. Thought that was a little interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's shocked and pissed that Katie didn't send him a video message. And she says that she would love to talk to her and that she would tell Katie that she's blind to what a great human being John is. Yeah, and then she calls Katie a dick. <laughs> she literally said she's like, this, she's like, this relationship that he's been in for however many years, all of a sudden it's being revealed to him that his girlfriend's a dick. Like, all, this bitch is all, and again, endearing way, this bitch is all over the place. She all is over. in everyone's bedroom, talking to everyone. I'm not saying she's messy, but damn, she should yeah. have had her own spinoff because she's in every scene. She's yeah. always talking to someone, getting the tea, and then she just no filter says no what filter. she wants to say. And I, this is what I actually wanted to ask you too. Yeah. Um, when this aired, because everyone knows, like, I don't have a Twitter. By the way, if anyone ever sees me on Twitter, it's not me. I don't. I don't have a Twitter. Yeah. But, um, when this aired, obviously Katie was getting a lot of heat just for how she was on the show but did she and any of the single girls like go at it on twitter like did her and brit go at it like i think i would be mad as hell if like yeah honestly like with my season the singles from what i saw were very respectful towards me like they would say little digs as i get it we're competing that's fine but like if anyone talked about me i feel like that way it'd be like on site let's go let's go no yeah especially on twitter i mean i don't have twitter but again okay please also no one take that seriously i don't mean on site like i'm not trying to fight you we're just people need to understand that we're joking like it's all jokes some people don't it's that one percent who's like aaron said this let's yeah no guys i really do not condone violence but i was just (laughs) at least in the twitter world on site like did yeah. Katie and Britt go at it after this or anyone? Yeah. So that was actually a big thing. Like how you just said, the single girls for the most part respected you guys. The single girls, you've already seen it throughout the season. They had absolutely zero respect for the four reckless. of us. They were ruthless. They were reckless yeah. with their behavior, their words. It was actually really, really shocking to live it. And it was even more shocking to see the type of shit that they were saying. Yeah. Um. And even though I don't agree with Katie's actions. Okay. I don't. I don't at all, but I still think that without knowing the other side of the story, like you shouldn't be in a confessional calling someone a dick and like being an asshole like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, things were not good between the single girls and Katie and not good between the single girls and Shari. It was just, it was a mess. The whole thing was a mess. Okay. It was just drama, drama, drama. Like there was a Facebook group at the time that was like crazy toxic led by this like crazy lady who was like, yeah, dude, it was nuts. Like people were just bullying. It was like a cyber bully site. I think Facebook finally shut it down or production, but like it was like a cyber bully site that this like one rando lady like ran 
and she basically would get like tea on everyone and then just cause like fights and drama and everyone would go wow. after each other. It was like fans and cast yeah. in this one Facebook page. There is a Facebook page still out there and I think it's so just maybe- called like Temptation Island. And I will say whoever runs it was has always been very respectful towards me. There's obviously people who comment and are so mean. I don't think like- I don't think it's the same thing because the one I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure got shut down. There's like two yeah. different groups. The one I'm talking about, I think got shut down. I le- I left that group. I finally was like, yo, this lady's crazy. So I yeah. was like, peace out, done. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much you can take from people yeah. who literally don't know you because then you start believing things. You're like, wait a second. Am I yeah. right? Damn. <laughs> Plus, it was just like it, it was really odd because I, I felt like I was just acting like very out of character because I'm like mm-hmm. on this site and it's literally dedicated to like bullying people. And yeah. I'm like, OK, yeah, no, like this isn't for me. Like this is too much. Like it was fun at first. It's not fun yeah. anymore. I just feel like whenever you're already labeled and I don't think this was ever you. This was I mean, I can I this is like pertaining to me when you're already labeled like aggressive or like as like an aggressive woman no matter what you say to try to defend yourself it's because I'm being aggressive oh here she is you know getting defensive like you can't say anything right when you're in that situation and when my season aired I was always put in a situation where I was damned if I did damned if I don't yeah and it was like people would always say really mean things on Instagram about me on the Temptation Island page. And I think maybe the first two weeks I was commenting back, getting in fights with people. Yeah, and not worth your time. Someone literally said to me like, oh, this, here she is. Like, she's a bully. She's whatever. And I'm like, I'm I'm simply defending rumors you're saying about me. But yeah. because I'm already labeled in your mind a certain way, no matter what I say is going to change that. And that's when it was like, and I think, I think I reached out to you specifically. You did. Two years ago. And I was like, how do you handle it? I know. When you're new to it, you don't know. It's like, I want to defend myself. I want to tell my side of the story, but that if I do, I'm beating a dead horse. I'm trying to make someone look bad. I'm aggressive. Now I'm being a bully. It's like, you really can't do anything right. And then after talking to you, it was just like either don't say anything or block them because you need to do what's good for your mental health. And that's exactly what I started doing. And now I don't say anything and I love to engage with people who are kind to me and support me. And I will always try to answer DMs or comments. Like I love, I love our fans, but when you're disrespectful, like I can't have that. I I just can't. One thing, because, like, it's so funny that you came to me. I remember when you did two years ago, too. Like, a lot of people from TI cast have come to me with advice because I feel like I should, like, do a whole seminar on how to handle haters because I handle it. I'm saying I need to give myself a pat on the back because I handle that shit so well. I have an idea. We'll do a (laughs) mini episode of just you. Advice on, on how to handle social I'll media just haters. Be, like on clapping in the background, like cheering you on. But like, oh we my can god, have you! I'll give advice on how to kick a soccer ball, right? But <laughs> no, for real. Like, if you guys like ever deal with that, like number one, if you can't, if your mental health can't handle the next steps that I'll tell you right now, really quick, just block them. Okay. Like period, just block them. Me, Mm -hmm. see, I don't play that game anymore. I don't block people that disrespect me. I allow them onto my page. Okay. And this is what I do is either 
<laughs> You're like, I harass them until they cry. <laughs> I do exactly the same thing back to them, mm-hmm. but in the nicest way possible. So mm-hmm. it's like passive aggressive. It's so kind. I wish them the best. I put heart emojis and like nine out of 10 times, you guys, people will come to my defense for me. Okay. Just like random ass people will just start wow. going at this person or that person will delete their comment and then block me. Okay. Nine out of 10 times. And then the last thing is if someone's like really going at you and it's not even worth your time to respond, you just need, this is what I tell myself is like, does this person not liking me? Like, why would I let that affect me? I don't want this kind of person in my life. And their opinion doesn't matter to me because I don't respect this kind of person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone that would go on their computer and like type up hate to someone that they don't know. Like I don't respect them and I don't l- allow people that I don't respect to disrespect me. Yeah. I mean, you know? that's a great point. Don't allow people who you don't respect to disrespect you. I love that. Yeah. It's like, who gives a fuck? Like, I literally think you're a joke. Like, why, I mean, do, you, why do you care what a joke thinks about you? I feel like respect <laughs> is earned. Like, no matter how old you are, respect is earned. Like, yeah. you know, you could be in your damn, you know, in your 80s and be an asshole. You're not getting my respect. You're yeah. I don't care how old you are. And also, you guys, this is my other favorite thing to do whenever, like, I get a hate comment, which honestly, knock on wood, it's very rare. Mm-hmm. I'll go look at their profile and you guys, nine out of 10 times, I almost want to say 10 out of 10 times. It's like, there's either no profile picture or it's like of a cat and it says they have like three followers and it's yeah. clearly a fake profile and it's probably someone that knows you or it's someone that like lives in their mom's basement. Absolutely. Yeah. There's like, there's no reason for you to get upset over a no profile pic and three followers or a cat photo. Okay. Yeah. No reason to get upset over that. No, that's very true. You know, like, why do you give a fuck with that person? Thinks? It's embarrassing. Okay. It's like, dude, they should be embarrassed. That's, That's what you so got to do. Yeah. We got to get Aaron strong enough to handle Twitter because I love Twitter. Oh, I know. It's so funny because back in the day I would run that shit. I swear. Not, not, best. Like, not like back in the day I had a Twitter and I would run that shit. I'm saying like, if, if I would have had a Twitter when I was like, 16 no I probably would have gotten in trouble honestly from like 16 to like 23 oh my god it's so fun yeah no I would have been reckless but now I'm just like I don't know I don't know if it's like I can't handle it or if I just like don't want it in my life because I've I've I, I respect that if you don't want it in your life, I respect that. Don't you don't know, go on it. Don't let me influence I you. I do have so many <laughs> things I want to say, though, and I feel like it's tough because, like, Instagram's kind of, like, not as popular anymore. TikTok is very competitive. Like, I genuinely think I'm a fucking funny person. I think that, you know. Twitter's people, the place to be funny. People enjoy more of me, my personality. But yeah. I just, like, yeah, I don't really know. I always will make these funny like Instagram stories or like, you know, videos and then I contemplate posting them and then I don't because it's just like, I don't know. Post it. Yeah, I got to get you over that. only though. live once and we yeah. don't care what other people think. That's I know. the motto. You know what? You're right. And we don't care what other people think. And Does I it actually make you happy? Did. Does it make you laugh? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I did this crumble cookie review because they finally opened one up in Jersey. <laughs> that, dude. No, I see this all over TikTok. We're going off on a little tangent. I was going to say, I'm we're on a tangent. I'm just going to sum it up real quick. I always see on TikTok, crumble cookie. But it's like always in LA. Like it's like 
celebrities have it or like, you know, whatever. And I recently, they found out that they just opened one in South Jersey near where I live. So I went and I got it and I did a review. I literally did a review and it's sitting in my drafts and I'm going to post it. I think it's post it. I'm going to. I'm going to. Girl, you need to. We need to talk after this. We gotta get you. We gotta get you posting. I know. I know. This is not the first time Erin has like sent me a TikTok from her drafts and been like, "Should I post should this?" I post and I'm this? like, "Girl, this this is funny as hell. Like, why the <laughs> hell would you not post this?" But like, even like pictures and stuff like that I one know. picture I sent you I haven't posted I, I am going to post and that. I told you you look crazy hot in that photo I too. know it's just like this weird mental block I have we I don't, don't care what people think you'll get there you're a little bit younger than me it took me a while to get to this point where I literally <laughs> give zero fucks but we're gonna get you there I'm dead you'll get there with time Oh my okay tangent over we need yes. to get on track or this is gonna be like a three-hour episode yes you're right you're right Okay. And no, and no two-parter, you guys. This is going up on Thursday on time, not two parts. Yes. Okay. okay. So he, John says that he's really glad he sent the video that he did to Katie. Uh-huh. And he lets Brittany know what he said to her and admits he was emotional when he recorded it. Uh-huh. And then he says in his confessional that this was kind of a loyalty test for marriage for him. Yeah. And um, Katie and Britt says, this is such a blessing, John. She would torture you. That's yes. a strong word. Torture yeah. is a strong word. Like, I do agree that for agree. every couple, it was a blessing for to go on the show. Yes. It's horrible, and it's literally freaking traumatizing, but it is a blessing. Yeah. And I do think in this case, yeah, for John, it, it probably was a blessing. But yeah. she would torture you. Like, come on. Yeah, it's just, it's strong. I agree, but disagree. Like, torture is a strong word. Yeah. Especially, like... Katie, yes, I don't agree with her actions, you guys. And it was really hard for me because Katie was like the girl version of Evan. It's like Katie was the villain in our house and Evan was the villain in their house. And it was hard for me because my significant other was the villain. And then I'm like best friends with the villain over at the Mountain Villa. And they're basically doing the same thing. But the thing that always differentiated them for me was Katie truly – you guys, she was really struggling. Like she Dude. really felt like remorse and guilt yeah. and she felt selfish and she knew it was wrong. Like Evan never felt any of that shit. Yeah. Like that's why it's like, yes, I don't agree with Katie's actions and I struggle with how she words things and stuff. But at the end of the day, Katie does have a really big heart and it this was hard for her, like genuinely. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it, like I – I got confused how anyone watching didn't see how sincere she was. But again, it's like once people have their mind made up about you, it's very hard. Exactly. And she was, she got painted to be the villain and she knew it and she was like, cool with it. She's like, this is what my character is. It is what it is. You know, I'm going to roll with it. So John admits that he came in way too confident with where him and Katie were in their relationship. But at the same time, he doesn't have regrets about signing up but that sometimes you just don't want to know the truth. And he says, I can have a heavy heart for the rest of this experience or I can open up to Catherine, which honestly, I wish I could have had that mindset. Like that kind of inspired me because I wish I did that. Yeah. But you know, shit happens for a reason. Yeah. Mountain Villa, shit's popping off. We got some streaking. We got some skin. Yeah. We got some some penises flopping around. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Peepees are out. Peepees are out. (laughs) Peepees are out to play. (laughs) 
Um, Katie, Wait, did is- you say on display? Yeah. And I said out to play. Time out. <laughs> we got to make a rap. People is out to play. <laughs> on display. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh, good times. Okay. So Katie, she says that we're like playing truth or dare. That was like our thing. We would always play games. And one of our games was truth or dare. She says that she's not in the right mental state to play truth or dare because she's really conflicted over what to do with John. And then she pulls us all aside. And I will say you guys, I was like in a nap when they were all like skinny dipping and like playing these games. That's why you don't see me. I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of my, like, epic naps because I was in a major depression, so <laughs> I was sleeping for hours. <laughs> so they finally woke me up before this conversation. I, like, woke up from a daze, and that's why we were sitting, like, outside of my bedroom. Okay. And then this was, like, kind of a serious thing that happened. Like, she was really – that video message fucked her up. Like She, she, seems, she seems distraught. She seems yeah. out of it. Like yeah. you can tell. Because it's yeah. not like, oh, she's just crying and stuff. It's like when she's not crying, you can see in her face that she is just she's not all there. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. So this is the first time where she really like pulled us aside and opened up to us about like what was kind of going on in her head. So she pulls us aside and she just says that she's in a really like bad headspace right now. She explains that seeing John in his video was like really heartbreaking to see how upset he was. And she feels really guilty and really selfish. And then in the confessional, she says, you know, I like to say my relationship comes first. I would never be that girl. I would never want to be a cheater. But it makes me feel weak that someone is tempting me. And she's like very emotional. I... I like how honest she is. Yeah, I do too. Oh, I feel like that has been the main theme of their relationship, the whole being weak thing. And I know that like I make little digs about it and I make jokes, but like that clearly was something that was very serious in their relationship. Yeah. And just because like that is not a term I've ever used when it came to like relationships myself or anyone else, like that clearly – meant something to the two of them and that yeah. strikes a nerve in her like she feels weak and that clearly is like out of everything the worst feeling or the worst yeah. like viewpoint you could have on her is looking weak and same yeah. thing with John like it seems like that's their main focus yeah is just being weak and like how it's you know almost heartbreaking to to be weak or whatever yeah And Katie just ends it, our little conversation, she ends it with just admitting that she's really surprised how vulnerable she is in this experience that we're all experiencing together and by how real everything is. And I will say that was a theme for all of us. Like we really, I mean, I I said it when we started recapping season one, we were the guinea pigs. Like we really truly Mm -hmm. did not fully understand what we were signing up for. We thought it was going to be like a fun little vacation, like chilling in Maui, be on TV, like cheers, go snorkeling all fun yeah, games absolutely this was like trauma this was like a traumatic experience that we all like we trauma bonded together yeah. <laughs> like it was we were not prepared for what we ended up living yeah can I just say though real quick something that like <laughs> caught me off guard was when like Katie was <laughs> kind of like crying to you guys all of a sudden you just hear Nicole we have our own shit we're figuring out it's fine and the way she said it like <laughs> Mind you, like, I know, like, producers, like, chop things up and, you know, you hear little sound bits throughout conversations, even when you're not seeing their face. So it's maybe it's not the whole phrase or sentence, but 
I was thinking, damn, like she was low key, like a like a little rude. We all have our own shit. We're figuring it out. It's fine. And she said it so sassy. And I remember thinking, like, okay, Nicole, like that's damn. like that's honestly, I love Nicole, but that's how she is. She's not trying. Like I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. She's not meaning to be rude. She's just like a very logical, local person, and she just says what's on her mind. So yeah. I think he was just trying to tell her, like, you're not alone. Like, we're all f- feeling yeah. shit right now. You know, like, it's fine. Like, you're going to get through yeah. this. Everyone's on edge at but one yeah. point or another in that house. And sometimes you say things that, like, you mean to say, but you don't mean it to come out a certain yeah. way. But I remember just being like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, that's one thing I love about her as a friend. It's just there's no bullshit. Like, she will tell you how it is. Like, whenever me and her have ever gotten into any sort of, like, tiff, I wouldn't – we've never really fought before. But if we've mm-hmm. ever had, like, something happen between us, she's one of the few friends, minus, like, my friends that I, like, have had since, like, middle school – like she'll she will tell me exactly what the problem is. Like I didn't like that you did this or said this. She will lay it out for me yeah. and like there's no bullshit and we talk it out and we move forward and never think about it again. Like there's no games yeah. and nonsense. She's very like cutthroat and I respect that. Yeah. I actually yeah, I have a couple of friends like that. And I think that actually some of my oldest friends are like that and that's why that's we've why been friends for exactly. over literally 20 years. Yeah, because there's no bullshit. You know, you, you just say it like it is, you exactly. talk it out, you say how you feel, and you move on, and that's it. It's yes. like no big deal. So, so I want to ask real quick, and you can just like sum it up. Like when Katie was like talking to you guys, upset and like tearing up or whatever, like in that moment, did you guys feel bad for her, or did you think, well, consequences of your own actions, you were flirting with these guys, like? is she bullshitting or did you think she was genuine? Like in that moment, not looking back. Yeah. 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 In that moment, I think we all felt that she was being very genuine, that we didn't agree with her actions, but no, we all felt that she was, she was genuinely in pain over her actions. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Well, I mean, it definitely seems like it, but I wasn't sure if like anyone was like, eh, this might be a little fake. Who knows? No, I, we were all, we all felt that that was real. At least okay. that's what my experience yeah. was, what I felt and what, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're back to the beach villa and yep. they're having a scavenger hunt. And some of the single girls say the last few days have been super heavy. So this is a way to kind of lighten things up. And I'm not going to lie. I can't believe production let them have phones for this. Yeah. Did you notice that? I was like, that's, I was thinking that. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of wild that they actually let them have a cell phone. Carl in the lingerie was Oh, alive. my God. Javen talking about the toad being buff. Okay. Have you ever seen a toad in Maui? No, we didn't. Ha- There's a lot of first thing. Like, we didn't have toads. It never rained. And I noticed it rained this episode. Like, yeah, I was very, like. I don't know. We didn't experience any of that. So I think because you guys were like filming on that resort and as there was no toads and we were in like actual houses, Mm. Aaron, these fucking toads, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Like I'm talking like the size of my head. Massive. (laughs) Where I grew up, we have had have massive toads. And, like, that was a big thing. Like you would just kind of catch them. And that's why I was like with Javen being so scared. 
Because we're from like, California. We're I know. Like, like, we don't like, have that type of shit here. I was literally like a woman of my own heart, her catching this toad. Like, I don't no. know. I would totally do that. The toads blew me away. I was frogs. like, why are they so big? Like, yeah, this is no, crazy. I'm thinking like a little frog. Like, this thing, like, you can't, like, step on it. This thing has to be, like, stabbed to be, like, put to death. It has, like, a body, okay? Shit's, like, crazy. Stabbed. Oh, my God. Like, it needs to be, like, murdered. Like, it literally, like, they're no, so big. Uh, we do not kill random toads. No, I would never kill a toad. But I'm just saying, okay, like, good. you can't. They're freaking huge. Like, they got some mass. Yeah, 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 body yeah. mass. No, they would put up a good fight. Yeah, like when he said that they were buff, I was like, yeah, like I totally know what you mean. Great way to describe it. <laughs> um, I thought this was actually so funny and so entertaining to watch Hannah and John win. And she casually threw in that there was no drama in the house because Catherine was asleep. You know Did what? You notice that? Yes. And in my notes, I wrote before like that scene happened. I was like, I thought it was interesting. He picked Hannah over Catherine, but then it made sense. She was yeah. asleep. But I actually wonder if she was awake, if he would have chose her or Hannah. That's true. You but know what? Yeah. I'm very curious. I but- always heard rumors. Like, I again, this is all alleged. I, I actually, I've spoken to Catherine on the phone once after, really? like, while the show was airing because she wanted to, like, tell me basically what Evan did on the show. Wow. Cause she was like not a fan. So me and her talked while the show was airing, but before I talked to her and I had a great positive experience with her. Okay. I, from my, from my own personal experience, I can say nothing bad about her, but I heard rumors that just like speaking about how Hannah said there's no drama in the house cause she's asleep. I heard she was a freaking nightmare. Like Hannah, no, that Catherine was just a nightmare, like constant drama that she they had like different names for her because she had like split personalities like Catherine and Kathy and Kate oh like gosh. all sorts of shit. So I don't know if any of that's true, but I think that's why Hannah said that because like I think she started a lot of drama in the house apparently. Ooh, I mean you could kind of tell, you could see that vibe. But yeah. like real quick before we finish this up, who the fuck is Rachel? Like not to be rude. In the <laughs> confessional, it's her and Erica. And I'm like, who is Rachel? Like, I am not trying to be rude at all, but I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Like, I do not remember ever seeing this girl at all. And she's, like, confidently, like, we're having a scavenger hunt. Let's go. Like, what? Who are you? Like, seriously. Okay, so fun fact. So long, long time ago, after I moved out, like right when the show was like done airing, I moved out of my apartment that I had with Evan and me and Rachel were roommates in North Hollywood for a little bit. Okay, so this was the thing because the show was still fresh and new. It made me so sad and, and uncomfortable, but everywhere that we would go together, like the dog park, the grocery store, dinner at Sir, people would come up to me. And be like, oh, my God, like, Casey, like, I had to say hi. Like, you're on Temptation Island. Like, you're amazing. Da, 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 da. And they would, like, notice me. And then every time Rachel would be like, I was on the show, too. <laughs> like, nobody oh, knew girl, she girl. was. And I felt so bad every single time. You I felt can. so yeah, bad. I'm sorry. Like, unless, <laughs> unless you're, like, main cast single. <laughs> like, honestly, Morgan, I would understand. I could see. Yeah, she makes Seriously. it. She was a main person. um, Sophia from my season, I could understand. I could see. Yeah. Like, unless you are, um, like, a main person, come on. I know. Especially when you don't get that much airtime. Like, 
I don't, I really had to write it in my notes. Like I literally, that was the first time I've seen her. She went on the zip lining date with John at the very beginning. She was the one where um, the boyfriend left her and then a oh, month later had yeah. it. That's yeah. who it is. Bless her soul. That's sad. Yeah. That is fucked up. I actually remember that because I remember, yeah, that situation you, fucked you, up. Yeah, you said it was sad. But no, but she, she popped up out of nowhere. She did. I really <laughs> yeah. honestly was like, she rose from the dead. <laughs> she rose from the dead. <laughs> I'm dead right now. Okay, so Mark, he's heading into the beach villa and wants the guys to meet him in the gazebo. And I'm not going to lie, when I was watching this again, like for our recap, I did not remember what this was about at all. I was like, why is Mark here? And then I was like, oh shit, elimination. I forgot that we had this elimination ceremony. I just figured it was elimination at this point. And also, again, side note, why are the girls walking around in bikinis and heels? (laughs) <laughs> wait I didn't even notice that like, what the fuck like literally I just like I can't I they're playing pool in their bikinis in heels wait that just it really? just could not be made I, go back and watch it Casey I just it could not be made <laughs> I'm, not getting a, I'm not putting a bikini on and then throwing on my fucking stilettos to then play pool I can't yeah, no. See, Aaron, I wish we could just go back in time and be singles on the show together because it would be so fucking funny. Oh, We're like barefoot in big ass t-shirts, no makeup. Literally, though. No, but literally, that ex- that's exactly that's how our it would be. That's exactly. And like, honestly, like I've talked about this before. I had extensions for my season. Never in my life before did I have extensions. The only reason I had those on, and this is not a knock to anyone who has them. Like they're very expensive and high maintenance, and that's not me. If I I wish I could be that girl. I I can't though. But yeah. the only reason I had them was because I fucking bleached my hair white. Like I will show pictures for proof. Like yeah. bleach blonde, white hair. And then all of a sudden they casted us. Like we got a call being like, hey, by the way, like, you're going to be on the show, but we need your hair to be, like, a certain color. And I'm not kidding. My hair was literally, like, a little below my ears. I, I And yeah. I, anyone who knows me, too, knows that I've had long hair my entire life, like, down to my butt. But when I bleached it, it fried my hair. Yeah, it, I, could not, I could not go on TV the way it looked. And, like, that's – I really couldn't. That's not like yeah. a, oh – you just weren't confident. No, no, no. I could not have. I could not have. <laughs> I could not have. Like, so. I'm right there with you. I feel like me and you are kind of the same where it's like we're not girly, but then there's a few different things that we're girly about. Like, we both get our nails done. You yeah. Know? Like, stuff I, like that. Yeah. But well, for the like most part, we're very laid back. Yeah. We're, like, laid back tomboyish, but then I feel like we have that, like, spicy, sexy, have, like, yes. sexual side to us. Like, yes. where it's, like, you're going to get, like, a nice booty pic, like, on my yes. Instagram or, like, the bikini pics. But then, exactly. like, when it goes – when it comes to, like, going to, like, nice dinners, I'm, like, Ooh, what can I wear? Because yeah. I'm, like, it's rare for me to have this, like, elegant-looking outfit. I like yeah. – I, and it's, again, it's, like, I want to, like – it's just not who you are. I, I see the pictures and I'm like, I'm going to buy that outfit. And then it just does not <laughs> look good on me. 
I'm dead. Well, uh, yeah, I did not notice that they were wearing stilettos and bikinis while playing pool. That's, uh-huh. I mean, props to them, man. That's that's commitment. I mean, yep. <laughs> that's commitment. Gotta do man. what you gotta do to get attention. <laughs> yeah, that. Right? I get it. And this is not a knock to any of them. I'm just like, I was shocked. I was like, <laughs> honestly, more than anything, I was impressed. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, literally. Oh, okay. So, Evan. So the the guys like get together because they basically have to each pick a girl to put up for elimination. And Evan tells the guys right off the bat they need to keep Morgan around. And he understands that that's a little selfish, but she's got to stay for him. Yeah. And then he makes a comment in his little confessional. He says, people are putting their hearts and souls on the line. We aren't here to make friends, which honestly, like, I don't really disagree. Like, I think he could have said it in a nicer way. Yeah. But I don't disagree. No. Uh, yeah. It's, you can't waste your time. Exactly. Evan is the spokesperson of this whole thing and he names off Lindsay, Allie, Kayla, and Jeffrey Uh up for elimination. Three of them will be sent home. And then he just says, ladies, this is very, very difficult. We've decided to let Kayla stay on the island. And I think that decision made sense. Yeah. But again, I'm like, why is Rachel not in this lineup? Yeah. I haven't seen her at all throughout the season. Not that I don't like her. I just don't know her. I've never seen her talking to anyone. I was so confused. And then when they decide to keep Kayla, she doesn't really seem too happy. Like, I don't know if she was just nervous. Like, at first she seemed annoyed, like, that she was chosen because it's like you're kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. But then she's teary-eyed when they, like, flash back to her. So I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe she was just, like, really nervous she was going to go home. But I don't know. I didn't really get, like, excitement from her. I and think, I also get that because I'd kind of be like, yeah, send me, send me home. <laughs> what I heard, what I heard is that all the girls, it's like for the most part, connections had already been like made. It's like Evan and Morgan were doing their thing. Uh-huh. John and Catherine were doing their thing. Um, Brittany and Carl were doing their thing. So all of the other girls, it's like they were just stuck in a house in Maui all day long for like weeks on end. And they were all like begging to be sent home. Wow. You know, they were like, for the love of God, like send me home already. I cannot wait until we do my season because I I have so much to say about same thing. People asking to go home. Someone who's very unexpected begged me to send him home and that'll make a lot more sense as to why him and I are not friends anymore yeah well I actually can't wait to talk about your season either because there's one scene where you send those few single guys home and they pop off and I'm gonna pop the fuck off yes but I will say not to toot my own horn they all were so nice to me they were like Aaron we love you Blah, blah 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 going in on everyone else complimenting me I was like See, I wish I would have showed more of people right. like me, but nope, had to leave that out. <laughs> okay. um, so we're at your guys' house now. Yeah. And your oh, elimination or what? Wait, really quick. I just wanted uh-huh. to say one last thing. When they pick Kayla, Javen says that Kayla is one of the people he vibes with the most. And this whole experience has been challenging for him and for her as well. Mm -hmm. But I think that's why they obviously saved her because he's, she's the only one I think that he was vibing with and could have fun with and also really respected that he's not there for a a romantic connection. Yeah. So yeah, back to the mountain villa and there's a full blown rainstorm, which stalled production for like, hours like we were supposed to start at like wow. i think like 9 a.m and we couldn't start because it was literally like 
I lived in Hawaii, so I I've experienced like real like Hawaiian rainstorms. Like it's like pouring buckets for like wow. hours. It was it crazy. Did not rain at all my season. And that's another thing I wanted to ask real quick. Like, what was the weather like? Because a lot of the times you guys are in jeans or like sharis and like the long tight shirts. Like, yeah. Was it cooler? Because when we filmed. I am not kidding. I think this had a lot to do with my emotional breakdowns too. Sweating (laughs) fucking bullets. It would be 10 p.m. and we would have a themed party and, you know, war paint dripping down my face, stepping outside. Not even like we were running around and like partying so you get sweaty. It was literally like – Yeah. It it was the most hot, humid experience I've ever been through. Like seriously, there was not a a day where we could even think about wearing jeans. I packed like 14 pairs of jeans, did not touch them. Six pairs of leggings to work out in. Absolutely not. Like you could not. It was so fucking hot outside and in our house. We didn't have AC because we had the doors open. Like our villa was just an open. Yeah. What time, what months did you guys film? Like what time of year? September to October. Dang, dang, that's the same time we did. Maybe because you guys were in a mountain. I don't know. That's what I was just going to say. We were like up way high on a mountain and the weather was like perfect. It was like, it's always like humid, but yeah, it was like cool at night, like maybe like 70 and during the day it was like 80. No, we did not have, it was like 98 degrees at like freaking like 85 at night. And like, I'm not trying to complain because Maui was absolutely beautiful. And I feel like it seems like I complain a lot on this podcast. <laughs> but like, I'm telling you, the weather actually like contributed to like us being miserable. Yeah, we didn't have that same experience. There were some days that were really crazy hot. But that was kind of at the beginning when we were like having to sit in the sun for hours, like filming yeah. like date selections. Mm-hmm. But no, for the most part, it was like very just like normal. It was humid, but it was just like normal 70s, 80s. Not bad. Wow. Jealous. Okay. So now it is time for the elimination at the Mountain Villa and all the guys are lined up. Johnny says under his breath to whoever's next to him, he says, I'm worried She's worried about her man and she's going to get rid of him. And then in the confessional says she's kind of been an emotional roller coaster, a little bit wrecked. And he thinks she's debating between if she is wasting her time with him or if she's ready to take a big step with him. So she's really probably risking it all. And that's a quote. And I'm like, duh. Like, of course she's risking it all. She barely knows you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's just he rubbed me wrong, wrong in a lot a lot this episode we'll get into it later okay shari is the spokesperson for us and she announces that we are choosing jack james win and carlos Mm -hmm. how did you guys come up with them so we came up with win obviously because of what had been going on in the house and just katie had been like leading him on and it was just it was time for him. Like he had feelings that she couldn't reciprocate. You right. Know? So it was time for him to go. We chose Jack because I think none of us had like that romantic connection with him. You know, mm-hmm. like he was great, but like none of us like really saw anything with him. James, because Shari was building a connection with Justin and like they were brothers. So it was just like, there's no reason for James to be there anymore. Right. And I totally forgot they were brothers. And then. Yeah. 
like afterwards when she's talking to James. No, right? she lets when she's James talking to Justin, I thought it was James. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, I was brothers. very confused. And then I remember you telling me they were brothers. Yeah. And then Carlos, the reason why we sent him home is because the day before this elimination ceremony, me and him had like a really deep conversation about how he like really genuinely is like so ready to just like fall in love and get married. And like he wants that. And I was just like, why are we going to keep him here when we know like that future isn't with any of us? Like he should go and like find who he should be with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So fun fact, you guys, we saved Jack, but what they didn't show in the show, they edited it all out before we could even pick anyone when stepped up and volunteered himself to go home before we could say anything. He stepped up and was like, this isn't for me. And he got very emotional. He was like crying and he was like, yeah, he was like, you know, like I came here and I have feelings for a girl and he was very upset and he was just like, this just doesn't seem like the right environment for me. And I don't want you guys to have to choose. So just send me home. Like it's time for me to go home. That's weird because his reaction to you guys eliminating him made it seem like he was very like caught off guard and upset. Like, you know, she's making the wrong decision, but if that's what she wants to do, that's her choice. And like, he opens the doors. Like he was, he didn't even say bye to you guys. He just stormed off. Yeah, because he was he was really upset. Like he was crying. Aww. Like right before that. Yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> it's really and- a shame because it's like, to be quite honest, I was a little disappointed with how he acted. Obviously yeah. not knowing what you just said. I was like, dude, I mean, I get it. You're in a tough situation. But just like you have a lot to say about like our single guys who were very disrespectful, like that seemed a little disrespectful. So to yeah. me, I was like, damn, like, he stormed off, like whatever. And it's just like now that you're saying that, I'm like, wow, like he cried. That's a shame. Yeah. You know, some you take some people do take this experience very seriously. No, he he was taking it very seriously. And that's why it's so sad, because now that we know how things played out, we know that Johnny wasn't there for the right reasons. And we know Mm -hmm. that him nothing ever came out of him and Katie. And we know that everything Wynn was saying about Johnny the entire time was real and true and not bullshit. And I think that's why he was so upset because he's like, I have real feelings for this girl and Mm -hmm. could actually like, I want like a future with her. And she's just messing with this dude. And he's in like, he even says, he's like, we're in some kind of weird love triangle. There's tension. He feels like she's being manipulated and not guided in the right direction. And he calls it toxic energy. He's like, but if that's who she wants to be with, then he's got, he has to let her go. So I think he's just frustrated because he's like, this is so toxic and weird and manipulative. And it's like, he doesn't even like you. Yeah. He's leading you on. Yeah. He's playing you. He's playing you. Mm -hmm. So that's why I thought it was kind of sad that they edited out that first part because it definitely made him look a type of way where it's like he volunteered to go home, like before we could say anything. And he was very emotional. Yeah. I think that it's a lot more common than people think. Like there are many situations where the singles ask to either be sent home or volunteer to go home or have to leave because they are not enjoying the experience or they thought it was going to be something different. Like it's, it's very common, I would say, but it's never shown. It's just, it's just not. It wouldn't fit with the storyline. Right. 
Okay, so now we go over to Justin and Shari are chatting. He's letting Shari know that if she doesn't feel a connection, he would like to be sent home. Shari says that he's here because he's really raw and truthful and she's connected to... Wow, can talk. And she's connected to him the most. And the fact she's been able to open up to him makes her feel good. And then I kind of loved how she called him out when she says, how am I not stepping out on a limb when I'm putting my whole relationship on the line to be her? I did like that she, she said that. Yeah, but I think he meant it more like, you know, what are you doing with me? We're in this limbo. Like you're like not really taking the next. Feels like the, yeah, I mean, they're the only couple couple that hasn't actually. I guess you haven't done anything as well, really. Yeah, yeah, you haven't. But like, I think he's seeing other guys. You know, move towards he the wants next answer. And he's probably yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Like, no offense. Like, if you're wasting my time, send me home. And I think, yeah, I see where Shari's coming from, but I also see where he's coming from, and I agree with him. Where it's like, okay, like if this is not going to go anywhere, I want to leave. Type thing. Especially because he's been very open about the fact that he actually has feelings for her. Yeah. You know? So he's probably like, you know, if you don't feel the same, like, let me go. Like, why are you right. keeping me here? <laughs> you know? Right. Um, yeah. So I agree. She admits that she started this whole experience really judgmental and she doesn't want to be so closed off to things from like here on out. And she doesn't want Javen to feel that way either. And it kind of seems like I was getting the vibe that Justin is low-key trying to convince her to leave Javen. And then they just always confuse me. Every time her and Justin talk, they just confuse me. Yeah, this – I feel like this episode I was confused a lot because she goes on to say something like, you know, hey, whatever happens, happens. Did she say that in the confessional or what? Like I know – Yeah, she said it. And I'm thinking we all know – your mindset is not whatever happens, happens. I think that that's Nicole's mindset. I think that that's Katie's mindset. Stop trying to convince yourself you're someone you're not. You would not be okay with certain things. I'm like, seriously, I said I was going to, you know, say it how it is this episode. Say it how it is. Don't act like you're that girl where, you know, whatever happens, happens. No, you would be burning down that villa and you know damn well Javen would not be okay with whatever happens happens on his end either. You know you're not allowed to do jack shit. Yeah. So don't act like that. And that's I saw that in the bonfire too. I didn't like it. I did not like it. Yeah. Like stop acting like you're this changed person and now he can have contacts in his phone or he can have girlfriends and you like that he's, you know, getting lashes put on him. No. That's <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that it's a whatever happens, happens situation. You do not feel that way. Don't yeah. say that. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree. I do not disagree. I think she's trying maybe to appear that way, that she's chilled and laid back and like no big deal. But is she really? No. Yes, exactly. So this game that Javen came up with, very wholesome. And of course, Javen thought of it. <laughs> I think it's yes. normal. <laughs> like so cute so we he, played that game too I don't think they aired it and I'll never forget me and this kid David got in an argument and 
it was like his turn to say something nice about me. It wasn't like we were throwing a tangerine, but we were just going around saying something nice about everyone at the table. Yeah. And like, he like, was like, this is what I mean. It's like, he was like pretending to not be able to like think of a compliment. Like, come on, you could have said anything. Like he was trying to be a dick, like trying to like embarrass me. And I'm thinking like, no offense, who are you? Like, (laughs) no, like seriously, I was low key like, you sh- I wish you would have said some shit like that. Like, dude, bro, I like you're I irrelevant. Into- <laughs> Casey, I got into so many arguments. Like, I mean, I genuinely think I was very close with a lot of the single guys. I was probably one of the closest to the single guys. And we talked about this before. That's why I was wildly confused when it aired, why things went south with them with me. Yeah. But I was always a, like friends with all of them, like hung out with them, literally had a great time with them. Um, but I will also say that I got into arguments with a couple of them that never aired. Like me and David went at it. Like I was, it was like, well, I don't even know who David is. Me and Tommy. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So literally could not, if you offered me a million dollars to add to to your head, tell me who David on season three is. I couldn't fucking do it. Okay. So that's all. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know if I could at this point. So. Oh, that's some good shit. Like they would be like a million dollars. Just find his Instagram account. Can't do it. (laughs) Like literally can't. Dead. Okay. So yeah, they're playing this wholesome game. And he tells Kayla, so he's going to say something nice. Oh, here we go. Nova is done with her bone. She's saying hello. (laughs) We're not going to edit this out. Hopefully she'll shut up soon. I love you. Okay, so he tells Kayla that she's very sweet and honest and brings positive energy. And he likes that she's original and she always sticks to who she is. And then this part irked the shit out of me. Okay. Morgan just being very on brand has to cut in, be the center of attention. That wasn't one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, girl, like he just said like the kindest, nicest things about this woman that's like so genuine and so cool. And you just had to go and ruin the moment. <laughs> like- yeah. It's like you already have a literal like a boyfriend, which a boyfriend. we find out. Why are you still yeah. competing with other women? Like, right? it's okay. Everyone yeah. else can get compliments too. <laughs> right? We can all get compliments, okay? We don't need to be an asshole. Like, I just, that shit, I'm just like, girl, like, you literally can't handle it, yeah. the attention not being on you for one second. Yeah. Well, honestly, when her and Evan start talking, I have a lot of notes about that too. It kind of irked me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're, we're going to get into that. Yeah. So Morgan, she looks at Evan. She wants to know Evan's intentions. And he admits that me and Morgan are completely different people. And he's never felt anything like he has with Morgan. And he, he legit says this. He says this out loud. And I think this is so gross. And why did not more people notice this? He says, it's the unknown with Morgan. And honestly, I cannot get enough. Like if a man (laughs) said that about me, I think you really just like, you just are an, you're just a player. That right. I literally wrote my notes. That right there goes to show this relationship would have never lasted Because he's going about it with this is the thrill of Morgan because it's new, it's fun, and it's the unknown. Yes. Why would you want to get in a relationship knowing that 
you have no idea what the future looks like. Like, I feel like when you start dating someone, it's because you have intentions to have a future with them. Like you build with them. You you want to create a known environment. And with him, it's like, it's the unknown. That is so wild to me. And that also leads me to believe that what have you guys been doing the last like three weeks on the island? Because it's like the latter end of the experience. Like, were you guys not getting to know each other? You should know everything about this bitch by now. Like y'all are talking, you're dating now. Apparently you're dating. You're talking about how she's your fucking soulmate. You've never felt this way. You guys are going to leave together and all this stuff. Why don't you, it shouldn't be, she should not be unknown anymore. You should know everything about her. You should know her fucking social security, her parents (laughs) made a name, right? The street she grew up on, like you should know all these facts. And something that did not sit well with me either is it's like, I couldn't understand why Morgan asked that question Not only, again, because I feel like she's always asking the same thing, but in front of everyone. So unless it was a scripted question from the producers. Oh, she likes the attention. Listen, that's a known thing. Producers will tell you to ask certain, you know, questions to get the juices flowing and like, you know, whatever. Unless that was the case, I could not understand why she would ask that in front of everyone. But then also, I feel like, She's every episode asking the same thing. Like my love language is words of affirmation for sure. But this is like way beyond that. This is like, you need to tell me every hour on the dot that you still love me or that you still want to be with me or like, I'm going to go ape shit. Like that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. No, it's too much, man. And I'm just glad that like you thought about that on your own without talking to me because I like watch this and I'm like this is so cringe and again Dude. pick me girl vibes it's such strong pick me girl vibes I just cannot it's with it just like asking the same questions to him and like I feel like I would get to a point where if I were him I'd be like okay yeah like I've already said this 65 times yeah. like you know my intentions and that's where it's like but no. I just think she wants the whole house to know his intentions. Yeah. She and honestly, wants, she wants that conversation that they clearly had in private up in his bedroom. She wants it on camera in front of everyone in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in your face right now. You said, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. And honestly, I could not tell. And we can go over exactly what was said in a second. But I really could not tell if the people listening were like happy for them. I don't think so. I like think it was shocking. I think disbelief. Like I think I it's think Catherine. She starts laughing. Catherine <laughs>, laughs out loud and then she puts her head down. She's like playing with her hair in front of her face and putting her head down. And the other guys like hide it. Javen and Carl, they both do like a double take. They like look at each other. Really- I observed everyone because I was like, okay, I- I'm gonna really like look at this scene. I want to see what everyone thinks as this is this crazy shit is said. And everyone, like what you just said, they all seem a little bit like, holy shit, we don't know how to act. I think because this is the thing. Evan was never genuine, so the guys don't feel happy for him because he is not a genuine person. It's not one of those things where you treated him like shit, at, like a John, you know, not to be, but like John, yes, like John, the, the guys think, or, you know, and Katie expresses too, but like the guys are very adamant that Katie treats John poorly. So they always feel bad for John. Yeah. That's not the case with Evan. He doesn't have a case in point. Like he, he can't win this one. 
And then I think with Morgan, based off of the first couple episodes, she wasn't that nice to the other girls. Like she was always inserting herself in conversations or being like, you know, why aren't you talking to me? Or you're too touchy with this person. Like I, so I feel like it's one of those things where it's hard for people to be, be happy for, because if, you know, I also think what's going on too is that it's like they live in this house with Evan and Morgan. Evan and Morgan are very coupled up. They're getting a lot of screen time. Everyone is like trying to be buddy buddy and like cool with Evan and Morgan. But all of them like inside are like, this is like wrong. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I said, I talked with Catherine on the phone for many hours, like while the show was airing and she had a lot to say about Evan on the, what during filming and she did not like him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, yeah, wasn't a fan. So just knowing that and then watching her in this scene, her reaction, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're they all don't know how to act. It's very clear. Right. Yeah. So to the group, he says, my intentions with this girl are more than I thought was possible. Well, and then he looks at Morgan. Well, you already know I asked you to be my girlfriend last night. And then I wrote in my notes, everyone has a reaction. The guy's faces and even some of the girls, Catherine putting her head down. He continues with, quoted, coming here, I thought I was going to solidify where I thought my life was already going. And with you, you changed everything from the first day when I took, this is so cringe. I literally cannot Uh believe this is real shit that came out of his mouth. From the first day when I took you zip lining, I was so nervous to think of that in our date in the Bay. I am just gushing over you. I just cannot believe what's happening. And Morgan is just eating this shit up. She has a big ass spoon. She's spooning this bullshit into her mouth. (laughs) Okay. Like she's eating it up. It's crazy. But I do feel like something switched in that moment. I think that like it pans over to him talking more and then the crowd and then it goes back to her. And for a slight second, she almost looks like this man's full of shit. I'm not uh, that like something. Well, maybe, in my, maybe her gut. Something in my gut watching it was like, I think for a split second, either Morgan like was like, you know, this guy is full of shit and, you know, she was catching on or she was just playing hard to get by like looking unimpressed. Because I'm telling you, like the latter end of them talking, it's like before it cuts out. Like she's staring at him like very like annoyed almost. Yeah. And he's still going off. And that's where it was like I I caught it and I'm like, she either is like this motherfucker is full of shit (laughs) or – She's like playing hard to get because, you know, she's still annoyed. He didn't tell you that he had a girlfriend or that you guys were broken up and all that stuff. Because then she goes into confessional and I think, and she, you know, goes off about that. But yeah, just for a slight second, I was like, ooh. Yeah. And I will say when it goes to, it pans to her in the confessional talking about this and she says, of course, that she has her reservations because he has someone in the other house probably crying over him, thinking that they are going to get back together because he hasn't ended it. How am I supposed to leave with someone that has a girl that thinks she's leaving with him? And then he ends this whole thing with, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm just going to show you. And then Javen cuts the tension with, let's snap that out to true love. I think... Because this is the thing, you guys. Morgan, she's a very smart girl. Okay? Mm -hmm. She is. Okay? I've talked with her a few times. She's an intelligent woman. 
I'm sorry, but any intelligent woman with any sort of common sense and rational thinking, I mean, honestly, Aaron, if you were on this show and you know that he still has a girlfriend and he asks you to be his girl, what would you, you'd be like, bro, get the fuck away from me. Like, what the fuck? You haven't even broken up with your other girlfriend yet. How the fuck am I your girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. She has to know deep in her gut that this is batshit. Mm -hmm. I like, think that's not why normal. I think that's why like at the end when he's saying that to her like I'm just going to show you or whatever she looks seriously unimpressed. And I mean, I could understand how it's like you feel good because you're like the chosen one and you yeah, feel like and that, the attention like, is great and it's the a attention, high. The attention you out of all the 12 people there are were, yeah. were chosen and all this. But like you said it's just like you can't really think that this guy is genuine if he's capable of doing it to someone who he's been with for so long and like he's not going to do the same thing to you like it's just and he's asking you to be his girlfriend when he okay. has a girlfriend it's like that's not yeah. normal i think <laughs> if i were in that position i would have said no and i would yeah, have said same. you know you had a chance to unfortunately but you had a chance to break up with her and you chose not to. And that was weak on your end. So right yeah. now I'm going to say no. And then I would probably be like, but if you, and this is me being honest, I would probably be like, if you break up with her at the final reunion, then yeah. we can leave together type thing. Like it has to be like a done, signed, sealed, delivered type deal. It can't be like a. If he asked, if someone asked me to be his girlfriend in that type of environment, when I know he still has a girlfriend and hasn't ended things, honestly, I'm keeping it real. Like that would be a major red flag to me yeah. and probably like a huge turnoff. Like, I don't know if I would still feel the same about him. Yeah. I would probably be like, you know, I would be honest. I'd be like, you know what? Like I was really, really into you. I was really feeling this, but the way that you end your previous relationship says a lot about how you're going to treat me in the future and how yeah. our relationship is going to go. And this doesn't feel good to me. So you need to like show me with your actions that you're going to treat her correctly and end things correctly yeah. for us to ever have a future. Yeah. And it's weird because <laughs> I feel like when she goes into confessionals, she actually says pretty logical things, but then doesn't follow through with them. Like it's yeah. like she knows what she should be doing or like, what Evan should be doing or that yeah. like you guys are still dating and all this, but then it's like, she's still being manipulated by him. You know, yeah. it's like, you're saying that you're not going to do these things, but then you end up doing them. So it's yeah. hard because your actions and your it's words are not aligning. But yeah, I'm glad that you said it first that everyone seemed off because I didn't want to be the one to say it. But I noticed that I was like, everyone in that room seemed very uncomfortable with his Dude. announcement. When <laughs> okay. Catherine started laughing, I lost it. She laughed out loud. She literally <laughs> like, laughed. Immediately. Was like, no. And then put her head down and was playing with her hair in front of her face. Yeah. Okay. So back to the mountain villa. Katie uh -huh. is talking to some of the guys how and she's basically just saying that she's good with the elimination and she likes the new dynamic with less people in the house yeah shari and nicole are chatting and nicole says that she can see her progress and the journey she's had since she's been there 
And Nicole just opens up about how that the time apart, she's really been able to discover herself and reflect on her actions and her relationship and her goals in life that she wants separately from Carl. And I loved when she said, you can't want something so much, but if someone's not on the same page as you, it's not going to work. Like she was basically saying you, Mm -hmm. you can want something like so, so much, but if it's like, you guys aren't on the same page, it's never going to work. I liked that. I was like, yes, that's the one thing I'm going to give Nicole. And I love Nicole. Follow her on Instagram. We DM a lot. I know she's one of your good friends. I literally like, honestly, one of the producers told me that I reminded him of her and that we were very similar. Like I love Nicole. But I wanted to ask you because I feel like she's always talking about how she's able or she's been able to discover more about herself and, you know, by doing this journey, yeah, you know, it's helped her open up and stuff, but she never elaborates or explains like what she's discovered about herself. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, you know, Nicole, she's always kind of talking about how she's been able to discover more about herself and by doing this journey, it's helped her open up and have these you know, realizations. Um, But something I noticed is that she never really elaborates on what exactly she's discovered about herself. And I don't know if it's because, you know, it's only 42 minutes every episode and it gets cut out. But like, I was just very curious because she's, you know, talking about this discovery, uh, self-discovery she's had, but I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, I think... um... I think number one, Nicole was probably like the least comfortable in front of cameras out of all of us back then. That's very different now. She's, yeah, she's way more comfortable now, but she was very, very reserved and like uncomfortable in camera. Mm -hmm. And she would tend to like kind of do what you do. She like would go on like tangents. Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing that her, her biggest like self-discovery, what she's mainly talking about is I just think, um, she was really understanding and realizing and noticing it in uh, the rest of us how deep emotions can get and that she has lived most of her life without experiencing any sort of like deep emotion everything is very surface level and she just like her heart and everything about her was just like opening up a lot on the show and that's what Mm -hmm. she was like learning like there's like a lot more to life than just like surface level like bullshit okay so that's, I think, what she's talking about, just okay. that she's becoming less reserved. She's really, like, learning about emotions and that life yeah. can just be a lot deeper than what she yeah. ever thought it could be. Well, that's huge. So good for yeah. her. So cool. Shari brings up to Nicole that maybe Nicole is growing, but Carl's not. And mm-hmm. Nicole says it's weird for her to even say the word boyfriend right now. And she doesn't feel the love, which is not good. And honestly, like I thought that was a big statement. The fact that she felt weird, even calling Carl her boyfriend at that point. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like, like now in the coffin. must've done something to her. It did. I'm telling you, she have, was pissed. She, they didn't have that big of like a falling out. Granted, like I have never really liked what I've seen of Carl from the jump, but she's not seeing what we're seeing in the yeah. moment. You know what yeah. I mean? So like on her end, there really wasn't a huge falling out just yet. But I mean, I agree with what she's saying. Like I yeah. think that she's way better off and has so much more potential and he has put her in a box and yeah, I think it's great that she is realizing these things, but I just 
that video must have really done it. It did because she was pissed because she's like, I'm here to learning all of this about myself to become like a more emotional person and like a deeper person and like I don't want to be surface level and I want to share that love and like these things I'm learning with you and then you give me a video message and you basically like don't hold yourself accountable for anything don't tell me anything that you've learned or any way that you've grown and you tell me that you're disappointed in me and then tell me sarcastically to dive into the experience like she was pissed she was like so clearly he's learning nothing and it's all still my fault (laughs) so yeah she was like done you know at that point nailed the coffin good for her Okay, so one of the games that we would always play at the Mountain Villa was charades. We would play this all the time, and we are in my room playing charades because, fun fact, we were playing charades like usual in the living room, but it would get very loud and intense and competitive, and the neighbor called the cops on us. (laughs) Yeah, the neighbor called the cops. So production like was like, okay, so the neighbor's like really pissed. And we don't want to finish filming yet because this is fun. Like you guys are actually having like a fun night with no crying. So like they, they pulled me aside and they're like, Casey, would it be okay? Cause your room is freaking gigantic. And on the opposite side of the house, would, is it okay if we all go in your room and chill? And I was like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Did they not tell the neighbors? Like, I think they did, but I just, the neighbors were pissed. They were like, this is ridiculous. So yeah, that's why we're all in my room because we literally couldn't film on the other side of the house because the neighbor called, called the cops. And I, I'm talking about how snuggled up and coupled up Nicole and Tyler are looking and Mm -hmm. Nicole wants Tyler to sleep over. And also side note, I love how it pans to like Johnny and Katie all snuggled up and then (laughs) Tyler and Nicole. I'm like, you guys are in my bed on my pillows, all up against my headrest, just like being couples. (laughs) I didn't even know it was your room at first. So it's even funnier. You said that, but I literally thought the same thing. Like, I love that. It's just like the four of them, like all (laughs) snuggled up. And you're like, where are you like on the floor? <laughs> I was sitting like at the ends, but I'm like, yo, you guys are like, you took over my bed. <laughs> like literally <laughs> made themselves at home. Made I'm fucking dead. at home. Literally. That's hilarious. I, so yeah, I just wrote in my note. I love how these couples are snuggling in my bed. LOL. So she tells Tyler, Nicole tells Tyler that she wants to relax in bed. And he, he says he'll be right there. And they get up and go over to her room because our room, again, was connected by our bathroom. So it was like really easy for them to sneak over there. And in her in in her confessional, she says, I've spent a lot of time with Tyler and I haven't really opened up to anyone else on that level. So I'm ready to put it into action. Dude, I literally go off, sis. But also, (laughs) dude, Tyler is fucking fine as hell. I know. Everything's a good one. Yeah, he's a good one. But yeah, I was proud of her. I was like, go the fuck off. Go the fuck off. Enjoy your time. My God. I also love how like it's dark as fuck in the bedroom and you just see her freaking quad muscle, hamstring. (laughs) I'm like, this bitch in pitch black is so in shape. I honestly was like, I need to work out. God damn it. (laughs) It's so funny because back then she actually was like so underweight. All of us were so underweight. So she's not even in that good of shape then. Like to what she is today. She's like a definition in her fucking quad. And I was like, damn, like (laughs) she's so in shape. It's unbelievable. Like it's honestly impressive, but she works her ass off like her nutrition and like her meals. And like, yeah, she works her ass off to look the way that she does. I thought it was hilarious how Tyler in the confessional, he's like, hold up. I need a drink. This shit is wild. Okay. 
Oh. Are you good? Sorry. I thought I exit out of my notes and I just almost had a heart attack. But <laughs> no. yes. Okay. You're so good. they're in bed. And now. then I just said, I said, um, Tyler in the confessional cracked me up when he was like, hold up. I need a drink because this shit is wild. Like when he's yes. about to go get in her bed. <laughs> They go under the covers. I wrote that in all caps. So who yeah. knows, man? That was, yeah, go I mean, off. you see like a little leg out. Looks like someone's on top of someone. Yeah, it's getting, a little, it's getting a little frisky. A little hanky-panky up in that beach. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but so I love how it flashes to Carl and Brittany. It's dude, like the producers, again, chef's kiss. Like right? They, they know the what editing. they're doing. <laughs> The editing storyline is going together great. So yes. Brittany and Carl, they go skinny dipping and then they get dressed and head up to Carl's balcony. He's giggling. She calls him a troublemaker. And then she starts mounting him and sliding up his bod. You know what? Before that, though, she's just staring at him. She's just <laughs> staring at him. She's standing over him and fucking staring at him. And he starts laughing at her like She's just staring at him. She I'm sorry. It's strange. I wonder if she thinks it's like sexy. I you think know? she does. I think <laughs> that she's literally like this like sex kitten. I don't even know. I mean, sex she's, kitten. Okay. she seems very aggressive, but like, yeah. I think sometimes, I mean, I can only speak for myself. It does not land. Yeah. Like sometimes it just doesn't seem like it's landing. And like, I don't know how Carl is actually feeling. But watching the amount of times that she's just, like, staring into, like, people's souls and then some of the things she says, I'm just, like, I don't know if, if I was receiving that, how I would feel. No, dude, I've I've received it from her before, okay? <laughs> On, like, a rooftop bar, I've received the staring of the soul. Mm. And let me tell you, it's, um, it's and, intense, like, I, man. I like to think that I'm a very, like, sexual, flirty person. But yeah. I just don't know if I could see myself I could saying never some of the things. And and I'm pretty confident too. And I, I actually really like how Brit is confident. It's not that. Yeah. It's just like some things, I guess maybe based off the situation and because I actually really like Nicole too, it just is not – maybe I'm just being a little like mm. – yeah, because at the end of the day, these people have girlfriends. It's bizarre. Like, I would never do this shit to anyone. Like, there's a way. I truly, truly believe that you. there's a way to be a single girl or a single guy on this show. Mm -hmm. And you can build a great connection. And you could know if it's going to work out together or not. You can maybe even kiss if that's in your guys' rules or yeah. guidelines. But you do not need to be derogatory you do not need to be overly sexual aggressive yeah. pressuring you don't need to be like a side chick on national television yeah. you know like I, that shit is crazy to me I agree I don't know some of the things she was saying though so we yeah can get let's, into that. let's we're gonna get into it right now so he says yeah. he's in the confessional he admits that he's tried really hard to remain faithful in this position he's never been tempted like this and it's getting crazy so now they're on the balcony and he says, I'm hungry, Brittany. And she says, what do you want to eat? Want me to sit? I cannot even say this. Want me to sit on your face. And another thing too is it's like, I think that that would be like a very fucking hot line to say. Oh, it is. You weren't on national television and he didn't have a girlfriend. Have a girlfriend. Like, exactly. There's it cameras everywhere like it, at this point it's like a little performance like you're 
tr- I don't know what it is. And like, again, it's like, I'm not trying to like come for this girl and like take away her confidence or I don't want people thinking like we're fucking prudes, but it's like, no. And I like Brittany. I, I do. Yeah. I like Brittany, but no, I think dude. that she's a very unique person. And I mean that in like a good way. And I think she's, I think she really is one of the prettiest people I've ever fucking seen. At least on television, I've never seen her in person. But, but this it's just aggressive like stuff doesn't. Can't, yeah, I don't like how aggressive she is. Yeah, no, it's too much, and that's the thing is like that that line would be really hot in the privacy of your bedroom with someone that you were dating. That would be yeah. hot, like yeah. sexy. But this is on national television. There's a camera crew, and this man has a girlfriend, a live-in yeah. girlfriend. That's where yeah. it's just like, girl, like what are you thinking? Yeah. And he's cracking up the whole time. And then she says, I'm about to do it. And then follows up with, you know why? Because I'm so crazy. I just want to roll around in bed with you with nothing else. And then it bleeps out what she says. Because I'm pretty sure she said she wants to fuck him. If I was doing all that too and a man was laughing at me, you got to cracking look, up. You have to look back and watch and, and just be a little embarrassed. Yeah. And all he says to all of that is, oh, Brittany, calm down, Brittany. And he tells her no to going in his bed. Yep. After all that, she's like, let's go to your bed. And he says no. And then she says, okay. Like I would be a little mortified because I'd be like, <laughs> a little right, mortified. I I'm would- whipping out all the fucking tricks. I'm literally like, th- I'm literally throwing whatever I can at you. I'm offering myself to you. She I'm said literally she saying, I want to fuck his face. you. I want to fuck you. And he's still saying no. I know. I would give up. And then what happens is she doesn't give up and then he ends up using her. And honestly, unfortunately, and like this is me being really serious, this happens to a lot of people and it's a shame. And it's no fault of Britney's, but I'm just saying that's why when the red flags are there, go with them. You gotta listen to the red flags. He's showing you who he is. He's showing you. if If a man, if anyone, and this is something I've had to learn the hard way. If someone shows you who they are, you got to believe them. Yeah. And he is laughing in her face, embarrassing her. And then eventually when they give into it, and I'm not going to spoil it because we recap, she ends up getting upset. And it's yeah. not her fault. I'm not blaming her. He used her and it's fucked up. Yeah. But you got you to gotta believe listen. what people yeah. are showing you. People that value you, like, don't laugh while you're – hitting on them and it's a shame because if she really does like him it's sad because it's like you did all that for what yeah you know oh god good times good times (laughs) okay so also side note this is ending up again like usual longer than what i thought so it may be a two-parter i don't know we'll see (laughs) if we can do this in like two and a half hours i think we can if it's any longer than that though everyone I think, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Also, okay. I'm like really – I told you all I was in a mood. I, I know. Mood. I, I'm in a mood too. We're both in moods, you know? This is like a fun – we're doing well. This is a fun episode. We're sitting It's great. <laughs> I know. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Okay. So Mountain Villa. Mm-hmm. Me and Val are sitting down and I'm telling him how I know people are going to judge me if I want to go home with Evan, but I don't care because it's my life. And then I say, I'm the one who wanted, oh, this is, I hated when I said this. And I had questions. Yep. yep. Ask all the questions, please. I said, I'm the one who wanted to be here. Evan isn't the one who wanted to be here, honestly. And I literally wrote in my, in my notes, let's chat. Okay. Ask away. Well, number one, was that true? 
like you were the one that wanted to go on the show or like are you just again trying to like blame yourself because you're already in that mindset yeah number two if that were to be true Mm-hmm. I feel like the only reason Evan would not have wanted to do this show was because he was scared he would get caught when it aired that he had been cheating on you, which yeah. is exactly what happened. Yeah. But he probably had so many other people he was talking to before he did. filming <laughs> that he was probably like, no, I don't want to do the show because like I love you or it's going to ruin our relationship. Yeah. But no, it was really because he was like, I'm taking a chance if I do this. Yeah, I'll get verified and followers, but also – all these people are going to come out of the woodworks being like, I didn't even know you had a girlfriend because we were talking. No, so this is me. I'm still just, I'm in denial over what is actually happening. And I think it's a way that I'm protecting myself. This is like, you guys, this is a cycle of abuse. Okay. I'm very, I don't like myself. Side note is that it's like, you're protecting yourself, but you're also protecting him. No, that's what we're going to get into. And that, I agree is a cycle of abuse. Yes. So that's what I want to get, get very real and honest right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause at the end of this episode, I start spilling some truth, the reality of what's actually going on behind closed doors with Evan. I, you guys, I was protecting the shit out of Evan, this entire show. And I don't think people really understand and like value I don't know if that's the right word, how much I was protecting this man on this show. Okay. I was putting Mm -hmm. all of the blame on myself because I don't know. That's just what I do. Like when I love people, it's like, I just, I fight for them, you know? And I was like, I'm going to sacrifice myself to protect him right now because I knew the truth of what was going on. And I knew if it got out, it was going to be really fucking bad. And I also knew that him and his family have been through enough. And I was just... Mm -hmm. I was just in denial, blaming myself and yeah. protecting him. That's what's like going there, on. Like there was probably a part of you too that was like, if I, because this is like me playing devil's advocate in the sense where, you know, you still wanted to try to be with him after the show and try to figure it out if the bonfire went well and stuff. You probably also were like, I don't want to say anything that could risk losing him if there's yeah. a chance of us getting back together, yes. which I also did. Like, yes. Like, you know, at the reunion, so much was said and I was able to, you know, for the littlest chunk, speak my truth, even though there's so much more to my story, but you don't say things because you are scared you're going to hurt them or you don't want to risk ruining the relationship. So yeah, you protect them and you protect your relationship because you're holding on to like, okay, there's a chance this could somehow work. Yeah, that's definitely that little bit of me that was like thinking that everything was going to be the little bit of hope that I have that I had left that I was yeah. thinking this is all in my head. Evan's not actually like a narcissist. He's not actually a pathological liar. He's not actually cheating. That little bit of hope and delusion, I guess, that I had inside of me. That's exactly it is I was also like I didn't want to say anything that could be put in a bonfire clip to like yes. fuck with his head. Same. Yeah. So that's the thing. I've made it very clear on every podcast, every interview I've ever been on. My story has never changed. It has always been the same because it is the truth. I got reached out to not, not Evan. I was reached out to through Instagram, through a DM. I almost deleted it. 
I showed it to Evan and we were very much equally Both. on the same page. We yeah. wanted to get on the show. We wanted to get followers. We wanted to get verified. We wanted to get some money and we wanted to get a new apartment and we wanted to start our lives as influencers and reality TV stars. Wow. That is the fucking truth. Okay. Yes. And it's, that's it. Okay. We both were on the same page. We had a game plan. We had rules and we were going to quote unquote, use them to build ourselves up. And wow. That didn't go that way because I went had a off different the freaking rocker. Yeah. But no, that that is, we both wanted to be there. It is not my fault. I did not bring him there. He's a grown ass man. If he didn't want to be there, he wouldn't sign a 60 page contract. I, okay, I hate like, that shit. It's uh, so me here. The amount of times I heard that, like, come on. Yeah. So that's the truth. It was a lot of denial. It was a lot of protecting him. And it was a lot of protecting myself and my own little bit of hope and delusion. And I didn't want to say anything that would get put in a bonfire clip. Yeah. Okay. So then Val says, don't put yourself down because if you keep doing that, you're going to keep running a vicious circle. This is the thing that I loved about Val is he, and we're going to get into it more, the more we recap this little scene. Uh He just like knew things about me and like noticed things about me that like, I didn't even, I didn't think he would like notice or like, no, you know what I mean? Like the fact that he noticed he was like the only person that noticed that I was like continuously blaming myself and putting myself down because of Evan's actions. No one else in the house ever brought that up. Right. Only Val. Wow. And he even noticed it. Like we'll talk about it on the overnight date. He brings it up then. So I'm just like the fact that he could just like notice these things where he's like, and he's telling myself like, stop putting yourself down. Like this is not your fault. And then I say, there has to be a point. I just don't know what that point is. And I'm just waiting for that point. And in my gut, that point hasn't been reached yet. I think like the, where I draw the line with Evan. Yeah. And then Val in the confessional after our little chat, he says, Casey is looking for something specific. She's looking for someone that can be serious and cares about her, that is willing to take care of her and at the same time grow with her and build an empire because I'm pretty sure that's what she wants. And I wrote, whoa, like this shocked me the first time that I watched it. And it shocked me again because I never told him any of these things. Right. I never and told like- anyone in this fucking house these things. And he right. literally said like verbatim, like if he like went into my mind and just like snatched out what I'm thinking without, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he, spot on. He's a mind reader. Like it's like yeah. unbelievable to me. And watching it and watching him say these things, I'm like, how the fuck did you pick up on all yeah. this? Cause because I didn't tell like, you that. I mean, I just feel like there are, you know, there's good guys out there who know like how to treat. He just knew me. Yeah. That's the thing. Me and Val, it's like, again, you guys, please leave this poor man alone because he's so happy and I'm I'm super (sighs) proud of him and stoked for where he's at in his life. But that was the thing about Val that just tripped me up, tripped me up is like he's the only person I've ever met where I literally felt like we could read each other's minds. Wow. You know, and it's yeah. like watching him in this confessional. I'm just like, you really just like said everything that I'm I've mm-hmm. been thinking for years. Yeah. And I've never told to anyone, but you just said it in a freaking confessional on Temptation Island. Yeah, and but that also goes to show that like even though you didn't say that verbatim, like he was still listening to the things that he you pays been, attention he to me and what exactly. I want. Exactly. Yeah. Was, he's been listening this whole time. Even if you were telling it to someone else and he was he's, like in that yes. conversation, he still was listening and 
like taking note of he's been observing and taking yes. note for sure but that's massive like that yeah again it's like that goes to show that like I don't know what his obviously his intentions being there were but that he has a good heart and he was there you know for some yeah. type of good reason yeah, definitely. And I think I like that they finally showed me and Val like interacting together like this because the whole time, like you, you never like see us together. That's why everyone was like so surprised when I end up picking him for my overnight date, which we'll get into later next episode. But we were just like so comfortable together. Like any time that I'm like not in a confessional, not at a bonfire, not sitting in a chair, picking a date, I'm with one of two people. I'm either watching Val play ping pong and like with Val or I'm with Tyler it's like wow. those were the two people I'm with the entire time so I thought it was funny how they finally showed us together and he basically ends it with he wants to show me a good time and then me and him are laughing together and he gives me a high five he gets up and asks you're not going to sleep yet are you and I say no no because that was like his thing I always went to bed so early and he, he was like making sure I wasn't going to sleep yet at least you were allowed to we could not go to bed till four in the morning I swear to god girl you don't understand what I was going and again every I'm not trying to say what I went through is like no worse, I get it yeah but what the state that I was in like they were genuinely like very very worried about me like I was I was able to get away with things because I was not okay and everyone knew I was not okay so that's that's why I was allowed to go to bed early because it was like this girl's like she's given us enough footage and she's (laughs) given us enough story like let this girl go to bed early for the love of god holy shit okay so what okay so Johnny and Katie are talking and the one thing that I have officially noticed and I can't not unnotice it Uh he's never looking at her when he talks to her literally never never looking at her I mean that right there is a sign of like he's he's never looking at her it's bullshit and that's like something I've noticed too it's like when people like do me wrong or something or like if I'm like talking to someone and they want to apologize or whatever, if you're not making eye contact or you're lying, that's like a, yeah. that's the number one way to catch someone lying. Like, yeah, even in genuine conversations, but like yeah. for you to be like expressing all this stuff to her and not be like looking over her or past her, that's fucking weird. So one thing that I will say, because I know there's other people out there that are like this. So I've been very open with the fact that I have a generalized anxiety disorder and ADHD. So when I talk to people, I'll look them in the eye, but every like few seconds or so, I will look off for a second, but then I'll look back at them again. Yeah. And I do that a lot. And it's probably do that too, to be honest. It's definitely like an ADHD thing. Like I've actually Googled it, but this is different than that. Okay. He is literally looking off to the side for like long ass periods of time. And then he like looks over in the other direction and then the other direction. He never looks at her never once. So there's very different like things between just like switching up your eye contact because of like a nervous tick Mm -hmm. and like an anxiety thing. And then just like literally never looking at someone. So yeah. I had to bring it up because it was like, gr- like this girl is pouring her heart out and you literally, and like, you're the reason her life is in shambles right now. Yeah. And you're not, you can't even look at her. I mean, you can just tell she looks really distraught in this, in this scene too. She looks so out of it. She looks tired. Yeah. She's drained. 
Yeah, she basically uh, just admits that she's really struggling with her decision and she admits that she's lucky Johnny understands that and understands that she's in a really weird spot. And I just uh-huh. wrote that the biggest difference, and we already said it, but I wrote this in my note. The difference between Evan and Katie, Katie has genuine remorse and self-awareness and cares yeah. about everyone she's going to be hurting and disrespecting yes. back home by her actions. Evan is completely oblivious and doesn't give a fuck. Absolutely. I said very similar. Like, and that's where it's like, I feel like I really started to see the genuine side of Katie because she's like, you know, I feel like I not only disrespected John, but I also disrespected his family. I embarrassed him. Like using that word embarrassed, like, I feel like that is not an easy thing to admit that you like do to someone. And she's openly being like, I fucking embarrassed him. Like I, I feel like an ass. Like she's like, I feel selfish. And I think that goes to show that as wild as it sounds, her intentions coming on the show were genuine. She was confused. She's still confused. And like she says, she's in love with John, but she really, really likes Johnny. And she's put, she's in a tough situation. Yeah. You know, yeah, she put herself in that position, but I also feel like as crucial or as critical as it was for John to be put in this situation, because like Britt said, it would be torture and, you know, this was a blessing. I think it was for her too. Yeah. I will say though, this devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. I, I, when she said she feels like she loves John, but she really, really likes Johnny. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, girl, like, that's such a dumb statement. That's your answer right there. Like, are you willing to risk it all for someone you really, really like and lose someone that you love? Like, love and really, really like are not the same thing, (laughs) you know? And you're risking it all for someone you just really, really like? I just feel like everything we've seen from Johnny, too, doesn't seem like someone you could fall in love with that quickly. No. Like, I don't see I, – I said it before. I really don't understand. I don't see the connection between the two of them. I, I see the physical – I think she just likes the alpha male, like center of attention, mm-hmm. loud. But it's like, is that the kind of guy you want to be the father and husband? Mm-hmm. Like, no, no. You don't want the alpha yeah. hole. You want, and that's like, another thing, freaking... too. It's like, you don't want to be with someone you have to, like, compete with for attention. No. Like, I want to be with someone where, like, I am the fucking center of attention, bitch. Like, yeah. you, you know, you can. <laughs> yeah. That's something that I've had to realize because I'm drawn to alpha males and I've, I own it. I'm drawn to alpha males, bad boys, Same. but those are not the type of guys that are good husbands. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, you know, those are the type of guys that you like fuck around with and like have sneaky yeah. links with and like, that's all fun and games. But is that the person you're going to like walk down the aisle with and like promised forever to no. no. No, it's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Absolutely it's not. not. You need to find a confident man yes. that like knows who he is and knows who he wants, but an alpha male, like, no. Yeah. Like that's like asshole. Yes. Okay. So Catherine and John, they're hugging in the kitchen. She says in the confessional that they have an undeniable connection and he knows it too. Her time is valuable. She's not going to die deny her feelings anymore and she has to step up her game. Yeah. They go out to put their feet in the pool and she lets him know that her position isn't as hard as his at this moment and she feels for him. And at the end of the day, she's here for him. But why doesn't he just enjoy his time with her? Uh 
And then he says he knows that, but that he would like her to take a moment to put herself in his shoes. He was in shock from the last bonfire. He couldn't even sleep. And then the next morning, his emotions hit him for five to six hours. And then he slowly started getting better yesterday. And I think he's just telling her all this to kind of just let her know, like, yo, like, I've been going through a lot. Like, you're the last thing on my mind right now. I just feel like Catherine like has it in her mind that John like like I I don't like I'm not trying to be rude but like I don't I think that she likes him way more than he likes her she does I've never really seen any indication that he's like chosen her over any other girl she's chosen him and is throwing herself at him but there has been no clear-cut like yeah, he wants to be with you too. Honestly, like I could see him still talking to anyone else in the house as well because he has not made a passing at her at all. Like they do these little dates that she sets up and they have these heart to hearts, but it I feel like she has convinced herself that he wants her so badly and I mean, this conversation before they start making out, it looks like he's not even interested. No. And I'm like I think she's convinced herself that like you know, me and John have this really good connection. And I'm like, no, you have a connection with him. You yeah. like him. It has not been reciprocated. No, and that's it where it's hasn't. Like, he starts crying in confessional and then they start making out on a pool. And I'm like, damn it, John. Like, I really was a little disappointed. Yeah. I don't so- think he wanted to do it. I think it just happened, really. I'm not no. saying it was forced, but I really don't think it was... See, I wrote in my notes that John is trying to force it. Here, well, let me finish what my notes say. I, meant, I, I guess what I meant to say is I'm not saying she forced it, like how Brit was being aggressive. Oh, yeah, no. And like, I think it was like they both, yes, forced it, like as in John was like, you know, in his just fucking holding back tears making out with this girl. Like, I think yeah, he was forcing it was himself aw- to do it. It was awkward. But. <sighs> so basically he t- tells her, like, let's get in the pool. Mm-hmm. And in the confessional, he says he's emotional talking and he says that he's had his walls up. But now that he's seen what Katie's up to, he can start to bring those walls down and really get to know Catherine. And he gets emotional again and says, but that's going to be tough. And then they get really close in the pool. And to me, it feels like John is trying really hard to force this. It doesn't yeah. feel like a genuine kiss. No, They kiss and it just seems really sad. It doesn't and he look does- genuine either. No. It's awkward. It looks awkward. It looks like, forced. Out of it's sync. Weird. Like I can't tell. And like I'm all for a good. We both are a good passionate makeout. Ash and Taylor last season. Oh Let's yeah, go. I lived for those makeouts. Like even Ash and Blake when they kissed, beautiful yep. kiss. Love that. But Tommy and Jillian. Yeah, lived for all oh of my them. god. And like they looked good making out. That sounds. They, it was weird, hot. But they did. It was hot. Yeah. This, this is looks sad. so out of sync. She's going one way, he's going another. It just did not. And then he's at one point, I really thought he stopped and was crying. When they stopped, well, he when probably they, was. I, lit, I literally put, like, after they stopped kissing, he doesn't even look at her after they're done. He starts looking off to the side. Regret immediately. <laughs> I know. It's so awkward, this and, kiss. Instantly, and yeah. then right after the kiss, Catherine's in the confessional, and she says, deep down, knowing and realizing that Katie isn't good for him. Like, she thinks John is, like, deep down, mm-hmm. knowing and realizing that Katie isn't good for him. She knows that he's hurting. And she's going to play – she's not going to play off of his hurt. 
she's just going to let him heal and let, let him figure out his next move, which I do like that she said that yes. because I was like, he needs this. Like, no. he really needs everyone to, like, leave him alone and just, like, mm-hmm. feel this and figure out his next move on his own. Yeah. I literally, like, finally a respectful woman because I feel yeah. like it was it's refreshing. so easy to go for, like, the vulnerable target and, like, slip in when they're struggling to, like, try to, you know, just – make your name known in this situation instead of actually taking their feelings into account. And I feel like this was I, her saying that I was like, okay, thank God. It was yeah, like a I liked, share. I liked her a lot in that moment. Yeah. And then they go up to his bed and they're snuggling in bed. And he, then he came on to her. He like came over the top and he got real close to a booby grab. He was yeah. like raised in the under boob. Yes. <laughs> did you see that? was very lifted. Yes, I did. He so was that rubbing her belly and her yeah, underbelly. that came out of left field. So now we're off to another bonfire. Whoop de doo! <laughs> <laughs> we love a bonfire. Oh, Nicole thinks it's a possibility that her and Carl are on the same page with going different directions after the show, but it's hard to really know for sure. And then Nicole is scared for this bonfire because we are at a deeper part of the experience and mm-hmm. she's al- she's allowed herself to be a lot more vulnerable and she thinks tonight is the night everything's going to like really hit her. And I think that's probably because she finally like pursued things with Tyler. So she's like, yeah. oh shit, like he's going to see this at his bonfire, you know, like Carl's yeah, going to see no what she did. back. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, like it's too far gone. So then I say that. I close my eyes in my last clip and I don't have the full story, but now I'm ready for the full story, even though I'm terrified. I just don't know what my future holds right now. And then we walk into the bonfire. Yeah. I mean, I like how you said that. I like how you were like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to hide it anymore. Like, I have to know what's going to happen. Well, yeah, I think this is where I got like this moment, this night was when I really started like waking up to the situation. I started getting strong right around now. And then I was really, really strong on my overnight date. And then it all came crashing down after they sent Val home and I was alone for two days in a hotel. That's when I got in my head again. Mm -hmm. So we're all sitting down at the bonfire. Katie tells Mark she's been on a little bit of a roller coaster, especially now that the end of this journey is coming. And Mark tells us this is our last chance for bonfire video clips. And he tells me I'm first. And I was like so shocked I was first. I was like, holy shit. Were you like, yay, it's going to be an easy bonfire? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of thought that. I was like, okay, they're probably not like making out or fucking if I'm first, you know? (laughs) Like, thank God. (laughs) So then I say that I love the girls and they completely understand, but I need to watch it by myself. And I just under my breath, I say different things like, God, my heart is pounding. And I also said, I just immediately think of the worst. God, I hate this. And honestly, I do not remember this bonfire ceremony at all. That's how like out of it I was. I'm watching this in the recap. I don't remember any of this. Fuck. I know. Literally don't remember it. So yeah, I was just an anxiety mess. My heart was pounding. So my clip is when Evan calls Morgan his girlfriend and the whole time I'm watching the clip, I didn't have a reaction. Like I thought I was going to have a reaction because I'm such like a... Like, I'm such an expressive, animated person. I really thought when I watched him call her his girlfriend, I thought I was going to, like, make a face or something. Yeah. I had no reaction. 
while I'm watching it. But when it ends, I kind of roll my eyes and shake my head and take the yeah. earbuds out. And then Mark wants to know what I can tell him. Uh-huh. I say to Mark, he's just back to old Evan. And Mark wants to know what that means. And then I explain he's impulsive. He gets caught up in the moment and he looks like he's leaving me for another girl. Shari kind of looks upset because they like pan to her face. Yeah. And then I continue with, he said that she changed everything. He called her his girlfriend. It's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. And I kind of like how I kept it very, there's like, this is, I, I didn't sugarcoat it. I said exactly what was in the clip, like no bullshit. And then Mark asks, asks how I feel about all that. And I say numb. Cause that's really how I felt. And I think that's why I don't remember any of this bonfire. Cause I was just like, not even there anymore. I was like, I've, I officially like had enough. I was like, this is yeah. ridiculous. And then I said, so I don't know what's wrong with him right now. God, they, me, this is the thing that's so weird about podcasting my season. Cause I feel like I'm just talking about myself all the fucking time and it's weird, but I'm like low key. This entire season is about me and Evan. So it's I mean, like, literally. So it's like weird. Cause I'm like, I have to talk about me because yeah. a lot of it is about me. <laughs> so, literally. Yes. So then Mark asks, do I think if he's with me again, he will Evan remember why he loves me and will stay with me. And my response is that I think my video message is going to be a big wake up call to him. And I think it was. I actually it was think for it sure. Was. Yeah, I like, think it was for that, sure. We talked about it last episode. Like, I think it definitely like shook him up a bit, and it made yeah. him a little like, like a little dose of reality. Like yeah. what you need to come wake back to you after you're back in your little bubble. Yeah. Mark wants to know what I said in the message. So I repeat what I said in the message and I start getting emotional as I'm repeating it. And Nicole is like crying silently next to me. They show her. She's like crying and upset. And then I say, and it looks like he just gave up on me and gave up on us for someone he barely, barely knows. And then they pan to Katie's face when I said that because that's awkward. Oh, yep. You know, shit happens. Happens to the best of us. (laughs) And then in the confessional, the last thing that I say about my bonfire clip was he, and this is where I start opening up about the truth of what is really going on. I say, he said there was no way he would blindside me. He told me we would get through this and I just don't even understand what's happening. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, the last time I saw Evan, we're like in love with each other. We're leaving home we have a game plan we have rules we're following them no matter what we're going home together no matter what and I'm sticking by our game plan and I don't understand what he's doing because this is not what we talked about right so I'm genuinely just fucking confused yeah because he literally lied to you yeah so Nicole's turn well do you think real quick that yeah ask me him like saying him literally admitting that he has a girlfriend is better or worse than him being intimate with someone. Wait, like him calling Morgan his girlfriend? Yes. I can't like, – I'm trying to think of like what would be worse for me. I'm like honestly like like – I guess like hypothetically asking myself as well. Like what do you think is worse? Honestly, at that moment in time, all of it was just so ridiculous and bizarre to me. None of it hurt worse than other things, you know, like when I, 
I think that's why, like, when I saw it, when I watched the clip and I watched him call her his girlfriend, I didn't even have a reaction because mm. it was just like, okay, just another crazy fucking thing this guy's yeah. doing. Like, it's just add it to the tally, you know? All of it yeah. is hurtful. All of it is betrayal. All of it is bullshit. All of it is embarrassing. Right. You know? It's yeah. just like, like think- none of it is worse than the other. All of it together is just horrific. It's just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I feel like I always said, like, I would be more upset over like emotional stuff. Like I would be more upset if like, you know, I found out and like he liked another girl or all this stuff. But like when push comes to shove, I think I would be more upset over like physical stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone says that they wouldn't. And then it's like when you see it, you're like, oh my fucking God. It just, the whole thing is just mortifying. Okay. So it's Nicole's turn. And her clip is of freaking Brittany and Carl skinny dipping. I love how she said, is that Yogi? I know. I was going to bring that up. So I wrote in my notes, me and Nicole crack me up. I say, geez, is she taking off her bottoms? But like, this is my thing. Like, everyone started laughing and Nicole started laughing and I just was like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be really honest. This bonfire kind of annoyed me with you guys. With us laughing? (laughs) Yeah. Like, y'all were laughing at a lot of things. Like, Shari's laughing at one point. And I'm just like, I couldn't tell if it was, like, trying to act unbothered and that you're, like, you're, like, too good for it. And that you're, like you know, shit don't, I don't want to say shit don't stink. Cause I really do love and respect these girls. And you know that, you know, yeah. that. like this no, is not that. me talking shit, but like, I just don't know if I would be re- laughing if I saw my boyfriend naked in a hot tub with a girl. I so just this is- like, it seems like it's too, like too cool. People are acting too cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. So I think what it was, is like, <laughs> Because I watched it a few times because I was like, wow, like our reactions are so like weird because we're all of us are like, like we're cracking up like through the whole thing. So I say, geez, is she taking off her bottoms? And then Nicole says, yeah, is that Yogi? Side note, we had nicknames for all the single girls and it wasn't really nice. But yeah, we did. We had nicknames for all the girls and she was Yogi. I mean, so Yogi's not bad though. No, Yogi was one of the best ones. Like there were there were not good names. So <laughs> Yogi was one of the best names. So then I say yeah, and then Shari says, "Told you guys," because we 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 were always saying like Yogi was like innocent and doing her own thing, and then Shari was like, "No, like she's a predator," and so she Shari's like, "Told you guys," and then Nicole sarcastically says, "Dive in, babe," and this is what I wrote to answer your question. All of us are shook. Okay. And this is the thing. I think as women, this is going to be controversial, what I'm about to say. So I'm going to try to be like very Uh cool about it. As a woman, you can live your life however the hell you want. Okay. Truly. Like I'm not going to judge you at all. Like if you want to get on TV and take off your bikini bottoms with a guy you just met that has a girlfriend, that's great. Okay. Do your thing. It's your life. You know, like I'm not going to judge you. You have to live with that. And if you're cool with that, that's fine. Okay. Do your thing. Me, Shari, Nicole, and Katie, the one thing that all of us really have in common, Mm -hmm. even though we're all completely different people, we're the type of girls 
that don't do that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> like we have just very specific like morals and standards for how we conduct ourselves. And we're not the type of girls that are going to be getting naked with a random dude that has a girlfriend on national television. Yeah. So that's our reaction is we're genuinely just like yeah. shocked no, by the I, behavior. Okay. I get that. But like on the other end of that, Carl is Nicole's boyfriend and he's doing it. And it's like, we're laughing at him too. Like she, we're laughing like, at him that's too. That's where I'm like, I don't know if I would think that it was funny if my boyfriend, like I could like, ha ha at the girl being like, I would never do that because, cause I agree. I would never do it either. But then I also would be really upset at my boyfriend. No, I think at that point, like she had really like written him off nail okay. in the coffin. And we were just like, it's just another embarrassing outlandish thing that one of our men is doing, you know? And we were just like, enough is enough. Like these guys are a joke. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this behavior is absurd and bizarre. And we were all just like, what in the fuck are we watching right now? Right. And I think that it was just, it was so bizarre and absurd to us that just laughing was just, it came natural. Yeah. And I even wrote in my notes, I said, I'm looking at Nicole in silence after this clip. Cause I'm like, what the fuck did we just watch? And then all of us start laughing and I'm not going to lie. I wrote this in my notes. Cause you guys, I'm self-aware and I can call myself out and I can call my friends out. It's giving mean girl, okay? Uh, the four of us are giving mean girl energy right now. It really is. But well, we I gen- think, yeah. I Sorry. I feel like it came off mean. Like we're making fun of Brittany. I like can I see really that I got it as like I am going to act like I don't care that like That's- my boyfriend is naked with another girl. Like I'm going to act too good for the situation. And now that you're explaining it, like I totally get it, but that was, I wanted to ask you because that is yeah. the vibe I got. But I also think that like my season was so emotional and like I got a lot of shit for crying a lot. So I, you know, a lot of people when they go on the show, they don't want to show their emotion because they are embarrassed and they, you know, don't yeah. want people to see them cry. So I was curious if, if that were the case, but what you explained like totally makes sense. And again, I've never been a huge fan of Carl. So I'm happy Nicole had that reaction, but I yeah. wanted to know if it was genuine or not. Yeah. It was just like embarrassing, absurd, bizarre. And then I even wrote on my notes, I was like, it's giving mean girls. I was like, but we genuinely just don't operate that way. Like the kind of girls that we are, we just don't operate that way. So we were all really surprised Yeah, and we didn't know how to react. Like the yeah. first thing out of my mouth is Jesus, she taking her bottoms off. Cause I was like shook. I was like, Oh my God, like, yeah, like the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is crazy. And then it continued to get like crazy crazier and crazier Crazier, so all of us were just like what the fuck is going on that makes sense okay so then nicole starts talking and she says it was kind of gross (laughs) yeah that was kind of gross well yeah because it it is it's like dude what the hell are you doing this is so weird tub too with them yeah nasty chemicals up in your (laughs) hoo-hahs oh god (laughs) painted a beautiful picture for everyone (laughs) (laughs) it says it's kind of gross which it is and the action she's both seen and heard is showing that he's not ready and mark wants her to clarify what that means and she says he's not ready to be deeply in love with her and that he needs to work on himself still and she doesn't think Uh he's grown at all from this experience and she's realizing she's at the point in life 
where she needs to recognize what she deserves. Yeah. So I, I think love that, that though. I love that too. I love that. You can't hold someone's hand and, you know, you can grow together as a couple, but you can't like help someone else like become the best version of themselves while you are deteriorating or I can't say that word deteriorating deteriorating yeah (laughs) you did it it's not your job to you know make someone the best version of themselves while you are losing yourself like I I think it's so amazing to bring out the best version of someone and again to grow together and be with someone who makes you the best version of yourself yes but not if it's at the cost of losing who you are and I think that is what's been happening like Nicole had to like dole herself down for him and hold back and like she wasn't able to reach the emotional capacity that she has because she's been with someone who made it seem like it was normal yeah to not have these deep emotions yeah. And when she said that, I was like, yes, like, I love that. Yeah. So that's what I think it was, is like the whole thing was just really bizarre and just like something that none of us would ever do. And it was just so absurd that we just laughed. And then also she was just like, okay, like ever, this just proves that I'm on the right track because this is like yeah. absurd behavior. Shari's churn. Um before Shari's clip, I whispered to Nicole that I feel so lied to, just like out of nowhere. I randomly say that. Yeah. And Shari's clip is Kayla is putting makeup on Javen, and Shari is laughing and thinks it's hilarious. And she says, This is the funny Javen she knows and loves. Mark is laughing too. She's glad everyone gets to see the fun side of Javen, and she thinks they came into this really tense. Because they were so scared of not being around each other. And she's glad he's feeling comfortable with people in the house. And then Mark asks her if it's true about the no girls and no guys in each other's phones. And asks if it's possible Uh for them to let each other have friends the opposite sex. She finishes it off with definitely after this experience. And she's more open than she has ever been. And I know you've got some shit to say. Dude, this (laughs) is another one that bothered me. Well, first of all. In the midst of all this, you look so pissed off. And I don't know if it was like unintentional. They flash to you and you just look like they flash to me a lot. No, because I'm so- I'm literally numb. Like when I tell you I don't remember the, the majority of this bonfire, I'm not joking, Aaron. Like I literally am I just it. numb. No. Feel nothing. And I'm yeah. just my mind is racing like right now. Like yeah. completely racing. My thoughts on this is I feel like the only reason Shari is okay with what's happening with Javen is because all of your guys' clips are significantly worse. Yeah. And I think that she would look a fool if she cared about 100% lashes getting put on him. But I think deep down, never in her life would that ever be able to happen again. And I think yeah. that's another thing that bothered me with this honest, the majority, I don't want to say majority, but like with this bonfire is that it just seems like it's like acting like you don't care. You're acting unbothered. That's not how you feel though. It's I coming off disingenuine. I, and like the way that she was laughing was like over the top. Like you, you yeah. didn't giggle a couple times. You were fucking cackling at something that really was not that fucking funny. 
you know, he was getting lashes put on him. It's like, you, I smiled. I didn't fucking laugh. It wasn't that yeah. funny. And she's over here rolling, laughing. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't think that that's a genuine reaction. But I think yeah. because literally the rest of you girls saw pretty brutal clips. She has are kind to of going have, through it. Yeah. She has this, whoo, like, you know, weight lift, uh, weight lifted off her shoulders vibe because he's not doing anything wrong. So she's just acting like she doesn't care. But I think Even deep down, she, she cares. And I don't yeah. think it's acceptable. And do I think that now he, Javen would be allowed to have friends after this? Absolutely not. And I don't think <laughs> she will be allowed either. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, no, that's don't, just, don't I, just, like, I don't like when I don't see the genuine. And it was just like watching her fake laugh. I just kind of like, I was like, I don't really know about this. Yeah. But no, I think you're right. I think the three of us had like really fucked up clips. And then her clip was literally like Kayla and him joking around, like her putting makeup on him. If she would have gotten upset at all, she would have looked absolutely crazy and, I think and she was, already has had a few of those moments yeah and I think it was kind of like a cocky thing like a rub it in your guy's face that her boyfriend was not doing anything bad one yeah type thing like I, I just got I didn't I did not like that vibe I saw like it just was not yeah I don't know I hear you because I agree. I do not think any in any freaking universe they would be allowed to have friends yeah. <laughs> in their phones. Absolutely no, not. No, no, no. So Katie's clip. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have anything to, else to say? No, that's it. Katie's clip. John is kissing Catherine in the pool, snuggling in bed. She has no reaction while watching. And then she tells Mark it hurts to see that. And she's really surprised and shocked, which I thought was weird that she said that. Because, like, why would you be surprised and shocked? You are doing the same thing. And then she's sure he is – oh, this is what she was saying. She's sure he's probably surprised and shocked, too, because trust wasn't their issue. They've never had trust issues. Right. It hurts to see someone you love moving on or having a romantic connection with another woman. And then I literally put a note in there, my face this whole time, you just brought it up. But the whole time I'm just like literally like resting bitch face in in another world. I'm not paying attention to anything that's going on. She says it's hard to describe how she feels, even though she has a really strong connection with Johnny. Watching John make out with another girl is extremely painful. She doesn't know where his head is at and she hopes she hasn't messed up something great in her life. Yeah, I just feel like for this to be one of the only bonfires that she's not crying and it's him doing something physical, I think subconsciously she was low-key happy to finally see him do something physical because now she can let go of the idea that she was disrespecting him, disrespecting the family, that she's the one who blew it. Like, I think that, you know, she probably still feels guilty and she probably still loves him, but I think that a little bit of that guilt has been lifted away because he finally did something. So I think deep down she's low-key okay with seeing him do something. You know what 100%. I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. Because now it's like she doesn't have to cry over the thought of being disrespectful because he's doing it too. Even though she did it first. Like it's like, okay, you know, now I don't feel as bad. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Okay. So 
the bonfire ends. We all start walking off. And this is, again, I think it's so interesting. I was actually talking to Nicole about this the other day. Rewatching this in present time, I really truly forgot how close me and Nicole were. Like, she's like always like this is the second bonfire that we're walking off together where she's like has her arm around me and I've I've been honest I'm not I don't like people touching me yeah especially when I'm upset so the fact that I'm like always letting her hold me like this and I think it's weird because now four years later she's the one that I that's my best friend still you know out of all the girls and watching us and just seeing how close we were I literally texted her I was like Nicole like it's so wild because at the time like you were closer to Shari or I thought you were closer to Shari and I was closer to Katie but watching the show that's not how it comes off it comes off like me and you are like very close it's very interesting to see especially with like how everything's turned out yeah so I'm walking away Nicole's kind of holding me and I'm kind of opening up to her like whispering trying to not be on camera but this is when all the truth starts spilling out yep what's really going on behind closed doors with Evan. And I say to Nicole in her ear, I feel like he's just a liar. He just lives a double life. It's Mm -hmm. just unbelievable. And then she reminds me, she's whispers back. She's like, you have to be strong. And then I whisper back. I feel, no, I say in the confessional, I say, I feel like he's just caught up in the moment. It's a fantasy. It's a bubble and it's not going to work in real life. And I feel bad for her mm-hmm. because she has no idea what she's gotten herself into. Yep. That and is it, like the million dollar quote. Right? For Foreshadowing. Real. And because honestly, this is, I don't mean this to sound mean or bad in any way, but truly when I was going through this experience, Morgan was irrelevant to me the entire time. Like I was never thinking about Morgan genuinely. Like Mm. it was never a factor when I was watching the clips. I was never watching her. I was never thinking about her. I was never talking about her to the other girls, but this is the first time where I was like, holy shit. Like this poor girl honestly has no fucking clue what kind of mess she just got herself into. Like she does not want to be in this situation that I've been in for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, and she's fully in it. And I just think that's crazy that I said that then. Yeah. How things turned out. Literally foreshadowing. And then it ends with me and Nicole getting in the Escalade and I whispered to Nicole, like, I feel bad for her. I say it again. And I genuinely did because I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, this girl thinks she's found, like, her future husband, love of her life. And he's a freaking pathological lying nut job. That is so (laughs) fucking crazy to me. So, yeah, truth started spilling out, even though it was technically privately to Nicole, but still it started spilling out. Yeah. So the guys, they're driving to the bonfire. John says Catherine is worried that if they show him a video where Katie is crying and remorseful, um, that's going to, like, affect him. And he says that he really doubts it. I wrote but you can, You can just tell, like, he's, like, look, like, he says it as, like, a, I don't want to say, like, a joke almost. He's, like, but, like, I doubt that would happen. Almost, like, in his mind knowing, like, he hopes it happens. <laughs> like, he hopes yeah. it's her crying. Like, I don't care what I fucking see this whole season. John, in love with Katie, start to finish. He's every single episode has, like, talked about her. But not just, like, in interviews where you have to. It's like he's always bringing her up. And he's, like, trying to act like he doesn't care. But he does. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, I feel bad 
But it's like, you know, deep down, you yeah. would love to see her crying over you. <laughs> I'm done. And you're waiting for the guys to be like, hey, it might happen. But like, everyone's like, yeah, it's not fucking happening. Yeah. I'm not going to cry over you. <laughs> like, truly. I'm not going to cry. Um, okay, so then they sit down and he says that he was really upset with the last bonfire, but he's going to try to keep his emotions under control this time. Javen says Shari has been respectful of him and his feelings, but you never know what could happen in 24 hours on this island. So he's just going to going to continue to put his faith into her and let God handle it. I kind of loved that he said, let God handle it. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's the way to live life, man. So Carl's up first, and obviously it's Nicole and Tyler leaving my bed and going to her bed together. The way Carl always squints his eyes when he watches like, these clips is so see. funny. You know, like, you know what's happening. If, Come if on. you can't see, wear your glasses. Like, I'm confused. <laughs> like, you know what's going on. So, yeah, he's upset. He says this whole experience is so hurtful. And then he kind of goes off about how she said, don't worry, she loves him. I want you to be the father of my child. Isn't that funny real quick how that happens? It's like once shit starts hitting the fan, everyone just starts exposing one another. Right? We're all exposing each other (laughs) now. Literally, I'm fucking dead. He's like, she said she wanted me to be the father of her children. And we're all like, oh. He got deep, man. He but got I'm like, deep. Carl, you also keep nagging her about how she's 20 fucking five years old. Like I know. Something she can't control. Yeah. He's just shaking his head, says it's going to be tough to come together and understand what she was trying to do. And he does he does say um that he doesn't want to see the, that, but he also knows that what he's done done at the beach villa is like probably worse. Yeah. Yeah. I and I do like how he said that, too, because he's like, all right, right, listen, like, I know she's probably seeing some shit that I'm doing that she doesn't like, so. That's not good. Yeah. And that's a lot more aggressive than the shit she's been doing. Yeah. Mark says their experience is pretty parallel, and he admits, oh, I just said that, he admits his clips probably look more intense than what she's saying, and at the end of the day, conversations need to be had. Yeah. And then he thinks that since he's been seeing her with the same guy this whole time in all of her clips, she probably has cheated. And he doesn't know if they will be able to stay together or if they will separate at this point. Right. Any thoughts on that? No, I mean, that's... Yeah, pretty cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of these ones are very cut and dry, the guy's clips. Yeah. John's clip. Katie's kissing Johnny in the hallway by her room. He stays calm the whole time. The clip ends and he says it didn't bother him as much as her getting into bed with him, which mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. And he then he admits, he's like, I kissed Catherine and had her in his bed last night. So it hurts to see, but it's all ultimately going to come down to a conversation. He admits that he's been trying to be completely loyal to her until he saw the video of her getting in bed with Johnny and Mm -hmm. not getting a video message made him decide that he's tried hard enough. Yeah, but he says he still hasn't written her off, right? That's what I have next. He's glad he got another makeout clip because it was for confirmation that he's making the right choice. And then he ends it with he hasn't written Katie off, but he's going to explore things with Catherine, which I thought is confusing. I think poor John is just confused. I think so, too. I think that his mind and his probably, heart are saying different things. I, I think, again, it's one of those things where he's saying all this stuff to kind of He's putting on this mask that he's okay yeah. and he's trying to act like like he is okay and he's trying to act too cool. I don't 
Like, what's another word for too cool? Because I don't think that people are trying to intentionally act too cool, but like they act unbothered, I guess. Like, aloof. Like he's yeah, like he's like oh whatever. Like bothered. Yeah, trying to act unbothered. But I think I feel like aloof was a big vocab word for (laughs) (laughs) But I honestly was like that went right over my head. I'm like, what the fuck is aloof? But like he, (laughs) I think knows deep down that if they go to the final bonfire and you know she says she wants to be with him then i think that he'll leave with her like that's what yeah. I, that's the vibe i'm getting right now from him like yeah. i think it's very evident he still wants to be with her and yeah he's doing all this stuff with Catherine, but like it's not, i mean the make out it didn't seem genuine i just no. feel like he it's just like is acting like he do- is unbothered because it, that's the manly thing to do and it's want to know what their makeout reminds me of you know like when you make out with someone and it just the whole time in your head you're thinking like this is not good like this is not good let's end yeah. this like this is not vibe and then the times that you've made out with people where it's just like fireworks holy shit you don't even know what you're doing it's just yes. flowing and it's crazy yeah he is the first situation. He's he's yeah. like he's going through the motions, but in his head, he's like, "Holy fuck! Like this needs to stop." Like, what did I do? Fuck yeah, yeah. So uh, Jaden, poor guy. Shari, hit the clip is yeah. Shari's talking to Justin about how it's immature to not have friends of the opposite sex, and that Javen is probably making friends too. Javen just says that she's developing like he is. She's learning and she's growing and it's a positive thing. Sorry if everyone just heard that noise my phone made. <laughs> oh. Sorry, just went off. Oh, okay. I don't even think I heard it, but. Good. Yeah, I don't really okay. have much to say about this clip. Me, Again, me neither. it's like it's not, it's not like I don't want to cover it. I just have literally nothing to say. I didn't write anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to say honestly good for you I wish I have that experience <laughs> I know right I wish I could have a dose of that <clears throat> so then it's Evan's clip and god he annoys the fuck Dude, out of me this pissed me off <laughs> when he says no please end. don't cry like oh, just Before every it even starts yeah but everything he was saying was just I was like is this kid serious I know my notes. I've got some strong words to say. Like one flipped of, in, a switch and was like, "I know." I'm telling you, he decided. He knew he was like, "I got to make her the bad guy to come out of this." Okay. I don't so, understand how he got like mad at you for what you were saying. I think anyone in their right mind would say, "On or off TV, if you have sex with someone else, we're fucking done." I don't know why <laughs> hearing you say that. Worked him to another level where he was like, you know what, Mark? Let me put you on something real quick. This girl, Casey. (laughs) Because this is the thing. Evan wants control. He wants to be the one to dump me. He does not want to be the one that gets dumped. So when he sees me talking to all these hot single men Mm -hmm. who all are trying to date me and are all talking shit about Evan, Mm -hmm. telling me to not give him a message, to not give him anything that, you know, like if he mirrors your emotions and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just had an epiphany when you're crying in bonfire clips, he starts crying at the bonfire. When you're dancing at bonfire clips he starts laughing he's like i'm proud of my girl that's my girl i'm just happy for her when you're talking shit on bonfire clips, he gets pissed and he starts talking shit why is he literally mimicking your behavior 
That is psycho. I'm sorry. I'm not a doctor (laughs) by any means, but I just had this massive epiphany that every clip he sees of you, he reacts what you're doing. When you're laughing, he's laughing. When you're crying, he's crying. He feels sad. When you're not even talking shit, but you're literally saying here like, yeah, if he has sex with someone else's son, he gets pissed off at you. Because he doesn't, he's trying to play off of me. Okay. So when he sees me and remember that first clip where I was talking to Justin and Justin brought up how cheaters are always cheaters. That clip pissed him off too. And he said, that was the nail in the coffin for me back home. Like when we came came home after airing, he was like, that's where I was done with you. So whenever I get to the point where like, I'm done or he thinks I'm done and going to break up with him. That's where he does a 180. And then he's like, okay, I got to make her the bad guy. Wow. That's yeah. nuts. Like, I feel like he doesn't Welcome to my life. know how to like have real emotions, like, like legit, like kind of sociopath type. Vibes. I know, dude. I know, dude. Where you it's don't scary. have like real emotions and you have to like mask he, other people. He mimics everything that I would do. And that's something Whoa. that I would like notice. Like, so when we would go out and about, like yeah. I would tell him, I used to think it was an anxiety thing, but I would tell him like, Hey, like when we go out with these people tonight, like don't put on like a big act, you know, just like be yourself, you know, just be who you are when like me and you are at yeah. home, like smoking a joint, watching Harry Potter, eating pizza together, be that Evan, you know? Wow. And every time we would go out, it's like, he would almost like morph into <sighs> this character. Oh, and it's like, no, I don't I like to- that. Yeah, dude. So that's why I was I was always confused by it. And that's why I would start Googling. And now that you know me, you know what like a big personality I have. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge sign. And again, you guys, we're not doctors. We're not diagnosing. This is my own personal experience, what she is witnessed on the show. Yeah. But one thing that I Googled and that like stuck out to me is I have such a huge personality and I'm very empathetic and I'm very understanding and I can see all sides of things. I am the perfect type of person for a narcissist or a sociopath to be in a relationship with because they can mimic all of my emotions and my personality. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it is interesting how every time I'm pissed in a clip, he completely changes his tune. And every time I'm happy, he's happy. Yeah, that's bananas to me. Like I read somewhere that it was like, you need to be with someone who is exactly who they are when you're alone in front of everyone too. And the second you see a different side of them or a different person, run. Exactly. Because they should be the same who they are. They should be the same when you're alone, when you're in front of parents, when you're in front of friends, when you're at a fucking club, when you're in a library. It should be the same, the same person. If someone has to change who they are, oh my God, that is my biggest fucking pet peeve. My biggest red flag is if I go out with you and you turn into someone else and you're attention seeking or you're, nope, I am so unattracted to that. I yeah. hate that. You need to be the same way you are when no one's around or else kick rocks. And that's what I look for now. And I mean, obviously. Yeah, man. Well, he morphs into a different human depending on the situation or who's there. <laughs> so, chameleon. Yeah, chameleon. So 
Evan's clip before it even starts underneath his breath. He says, please don't cry. I literally wrote in my notes, just cut it out. <laughs> it's like drop the act. Okay. You don't right. give a fuck if I'm crying or not. Right. So then the clip is me telling the guys that my clip didn't have any audio. So I'm scared. He's hooked up, hooked up with someone. And if he's had sex with someone, I think it's over. And all the guys are agreeing that it should be over. Yeah. So then he goes off. He says, that's why he needs to have a conversation with me. He didn't expect this to happen. And then before I quoted what he said, I literally wrote in all caps, this part is so fucking delusional. I cannot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, he's nurtured my heart and my soul for so long. She's given me ultimatum after ultimatum. As you should, bitch. Yeah. Period. No one knows her like I know her. So I understand that she's in pain. What I've developed with Morgan and what has happened is more surprising to me. I never imagined this ever. All the guys' faces are just, again, they, they're over it. Like playing Yikes. the victim, bro. I time after time was it's given an ultimatum. I nurtured her. What? You First did off, none of that. You did yeah. none of that. You conned her. You cheated on her. You, uh, you know, everything under the sun of you. Well, you know, you weren't a good boyfriend. Dude, I just like, I just need to go off for a second about this. Nurtured her heart and soul. I have literally been in trauma therapy for years yeah. because of this man. You shattered <laughs> okay. Like, let's heart. just like keep it real. I have diagnosed PTSD, depression, generalized anxiety disorder, all of these things stem from my relationship with Evan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have experienced, he's never actually physically hurt me in any way whatsoever. He's punched holes through walls. Uh-huh. He's slammed doors. He's cheated on me with countless people, probably more people than I even freaking know. Yeah. I mean, via, I mean, I've walked on eggshells. I've been gaslit. I mean, I could go on for days yeah, about yeah. what this man has done to me. And it's just what I've said publicly is just the tip of the fucking iceberg, okay? The fact that he actually has the audacity to be on national television telling everyone that he's nurtured my heart and my soul. And he's pissed that I've given him ultimatum after ultimatum. First off, there was one ultimatum. And you literally were cheating on me. There was like 40 to 60 DMs of you cheating on me that I caught. Right, it was like stop fucking cheating on me or I'm leaving. Yeah. That's really or not I'm leaving. ultimatum. That's like, bro. It's me standing up for myself. Yeah, your life okay? together. <laughs> like, bro, it's just d- the delusion, okay? It blew my mind and I'm not going to lie, watching this, I was like, okay, last episode I was crying over losing my best friend, but this episode might have healed that because yeah. I'm fucking over it, okay? <laughs> like, this fucking idiot. Um, nurtured my heart and soul, okay? Talk to my therapist, see what they think about that statement. Right. So then Mark asks if Morgan is just a reaction or is it really falling? And he says that what he's developed with Morgan is way past a reaction. She's changed She's changed everything and not having Casey with me every day like I've had has made me grow by myself and realize you can't push someone in a corner and I'm done. I'm done making excuses for it and I need to talk to her. Mark says, especially with all the history you guys have, and he agrees by saying 100%. 
And then he just continues with this crazy shit. He says, I'm so scared of building a foundation on the bones of so much pain. I've given, God, I literally cannot (laughs) with this batshit insane stuff. This is so crazy that he really says this. I wish that I could be like, yo, Evan, like no bullshit. Like, did you really believe this shit when you were saying it? Because it's so fucking insane. Like you, there's no way you actually believed this. He says, I've given everything to Casey, heart, soul, everything. His only regret is that he thinks he should have sent me a video telling me that I'm not the old Evan and I didn't expect to meet someone like Morgan. And so now I know what I got to do. Again, why do you give a shit what people think? I should have sent her a message, not because I care about her, not because I respect her, not to break it off with her, not to, you know, show her I still have any love I should have sent her a message so that she knows I'm not the old Evan why do you care about the old Evan comment <laughs> you've been harping on it since episode fucking two bro that he right like there, that I said that on national he's television a selfish piece of shit like he sounds like such an asshole I'm serious that bothered me so much it's like I my only regret is I should have sent Casey a, a message if he would have followed up with, you know, because I care about her, our relationship meant the world to me. We've been through so much. She used to be my best friend. Or even just because I like Morgan now and I have enough respect for Casey to tell her I'm in a new relationship. No. Yeah. It was because I don't like that she said I'm exactly who I fucking am. Well, I'm worse than the old Evan. You're well, worse than the Evan. And, and now I, I'm so insecure and I care so much what people think that let me just throw that little, um, you know, yeah. s- sound, whatever. Sound bite. Sound bite in there so everyone <laughs> can know I'm not the old Evan. Jesus. You're, his morals and insecurity is just like out. It's insane. It, it's, it's crazy. Like it's that insane. made me almost like – spit up my drink i was like yeah there's so much what people think i know wow like now and like now that you know me like the me now and you know how like confident and like secure i am and like i really don't give a fuck what anybody thinks and i'm my own person unapologetically like seeing me in this light how i'm like blaming myself and like everything's my fault now like you probably know like what the fuck i was dealing with evan like how bad it had to have been for me to turn into that yeah. Because that's not who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, oh my God. So then the one thing that I we have to talk about, because I noticed it, and I'm sure other people noticed it, let's chat about these fake-ass alligator tears he has in this confessional versus the tears in the last episode. Did you notice how different the, yeah. the tears are? Yeah. Dude. He's full-blown acting right now. It's like forced crying. Like, it's not real. It's not genuine. It's giving fake as fuck. It's giving an act. It's nothing like the tears in last episode. No, he. it's literally, he's full of shit. Everything he was saying is full of shit. And now he's like, all right, fuck. She's about to expose me. So I need to beat her to it. Beat me to it. Get everyone (laughs) pissed off at her because these ultimatums that, you know, why don't you go into detail about why you were getting ultimatums? Because like right? we talked about before, um, they are justified sometimes. And in this case, absolutely. You absolutely. Ultimatums. ultimatums. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting ultimatums because you weren't a good boyfriend and you were cheating on her. You like, were horrific. Dude. And then same way that 
I walked away from the bonfire whispering to Nicole. He walked away from the bonfire whispered, I think, to Carl. um, Because Carl whispered to him, if he's good. And he says, yeah, man, I'm a monster underneath his breath. Did he say it sarcastically, though? No, I think he said it. He was being serious. So so all that tough guy act. And now you're. So this is the thing is I think like, like he does these like crazy outlandish things where he's trying to like gaslight the audience and gaslight me into like thinking that I'm the bad guy and Mm -hmm. I'm the reason why this is all happening. But then it's like underneath his breath when he thinks he's not being filmed, he's whispering. Yeah, man, like I'm a monster. It's like he gets glimmers of like, he knows he's the problem. Wow. You and know, that's how the episode he dug ends. himself his own grave, though, because, like, if he would have just stuck with this, like, woe is me card or, like, I don't want to say woe is me, like, the whole, like, I like Morgan, but I, I still love Casey and I feel bad for her or whatever, people would have more sympathy for him. But he Dude. turned into a monster this episode. Dude, so that's actually the craziest thing. So my dad to this day has a major problem with Evan. Like it's actually one of my like biggest fears that my dad will ever run into him in public because my dad has literally said like he doesn't know how he'll react. Your dad's like, like it's on site. I'm gonna say it yeah, again. It's on like site. My, and my dad is like an, a, a professional person and like doesn't believe in like violence or anything, but he has like real hatred for Evan. Okay. But one thing that my dad said that you just said is my dad was like, I would have respected him if he would have gone on the show and fell in love and broke up with you. Honestly, I would have thanked him because I don't fucking want you with him. I would have been stoked. He's like, but it's the lying and trying to blame you when everyone that knows the real story knows that you were everything and more for him and the best thing in his life. That's why when we started this podcast, I said, like, I want to go into it with an open mind that maybe there is a chance People can fall in love and it's slim to none, but maybe, maybe it'll happen. And I think that if people go about it the right way, then it could almost be like respectable. A blessing and respect. Right. But it was, yeah. it's just like, like, honestly, like if I feel like I, I mean, not to like bring it up, but like if um, Ash and Taylor or Tommy and Jillian, Something mm-hmm. that seemed very genuine. Had it like continued, I would have been really happy for like Tommy and Jillian yeah. because Same. they seem and Ash and Taylor and like obviously we all know, we know now like it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. No, no fault to the girls, but like there is potential. You go into it with an open mind, and unfortunately, like you were on the receiving end of it, so it's kind of hard to like. To, to say no, but really but I've said it I've said it myself my dad said it first my dad was like honestly if Evan would have gone on there and fallen in love and broken up with you and started a life with someone else and that was what he wanted and he went about it in and a it respectful way ended there would yeah. have been fine he's like I would have been I would have no problem with that I would have been stoked because that would have been the answer to my prayers for yeah. years and yeah. I said the same thing like yeah I'm not gonna lie I would have been heartbroken devastated it would have taken me a while to recover but the the point in time where Evan made an enemy of me is when he started lying and trying to rewrite history. It's like, yeah. no, you are not going to try and make me the bad guy. If you want to go down that road, we'll go down that road for years. And I will tell the truth right. for years because I'm never going to let anybody paint me into something that I'm not period. End of story. Right. Fall in love. That's one thing, but to rewrite history and make up these outlandish lies about who I am and my character yes. and what really happened over the last 10 years. Absolutely. The fuck not. Yeah, exactly. 
So that's where he went wrong. Is this episode? <laughs> he he tried to make me the bad guy. The downfall of Evan. The downfall of Evan was this episode. <laughs> the downfall man. of Evan to come back at Casey. Let's go. Well, not really, because my my <laughs> breakdown in episode eleven, I still haven't watched, and I'm terrified because it's embarrassing as fuck. So. You know what though? That bonfire clip made me loathe him more too, though, and I think everyone could agree with that. See, this is the thing. We'll talk about it more when it comes, but people that have really been in love, mm-hmm. when they watch that clip, they resonate with me. They're like, yeah. anyone in their right mind would have acted the exact same way. Yours is just on TV. And anyone, anyone... And sorry, not to cut you off, but real quick, like people, everyone wants someone who's going to fight for them the way yeah. that you did with him. And even though now, yeah, looking back, you're like, fuck, it's, maybe it's cringy or whatever. I don't think it's yeah. cringy watching. I'm saying for you to watch it back because it's yeah. you. Like I watch back my season and I'm fucking like, oh my God. But like even Nicole says it. Like anyone would want someone to love them. Fight for them like fight that. Fight for them or love them the way that you did or yeah. at least that you in the moment did. And I mean – I feel like anyone that's like genuine and has been in love saw me like that and was like, hell yeah. Like she's a fighter. Like there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Anyone that is disingenuine and like kind of falls for like gaslighting and Mm -hmm. victim mentality, then they, they made me the bad guy. Yeah. And you know what? I don't really want to resonate with those kind of people anyway. So it's whatever. Absolutely. Okay, you guys, this was a crazy freaking long episode. Holy shit. But I'm not going to make it two parts. You guys have joked. You've made jokes. You want two and three hour episodes. This is probably going to be close to three hour episode. Holy shit. Yeah. A few commutes, you guys. A few commutes worth. (laughs) Go to the the gym for three hours. Do it for me because I don't Right. (laughs) Get get stuck in traffic if you're in LA. Right. Um, anything else to no. say before we we are having merch off? soon and that is a fucking promise. No, for real. You guys, yeah. so just so you know kind of what we're thinking about merch, um it's going to be out very soon. We're going to do it like we're going to have drops. So you guys, the first drop that we have, we're probably just going to have like one or two items and then we'll have another drop and we'll just keep adding more to our merch store as time goes on. So yeah. we have lots of really fun ideas, cute stuff. And yeah, so if you guys want to support us in any way, merch would be great. We're yeah. excited about it. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's it. So as usual, please go follow us on Instagram at It's Tempting Pod. If you, all, by the way, I've never said this, but like, if you don't follow me and Aaron on Instagram, like, go follow our personal accounts. That would be great. <laughs> okay. yeah, can you guys like follow us? <laughs> Engagement on Instagram is horrific, so please go follow us. Help yes, us out. Yeah. And then um, our email. If you have any questions, concerns, want to sponsor us, it's temptingpod at gmail.com. Please go like, follow, subscribe on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review or a regular review. We love reading them. We love posting them. Yeah. And I think that's it. Yep. We love you guys. Love you all. Bye. Bye.